Never, ever, ever play new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe on the Switch with a five-year-old. <laughs> Ian Loring. Uh, yes. You did um, the day in the wrong order. What? You did the day in the wrong order. True. You did good afternoon, good evening. No, you did good afternoon, good morning, good evening. It was in the wrong order. It freaked me out. Is it? It's all over the place now. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, He's it's, a fucking scroll. Yeah, it's 2019, and it's just—it's got off. Shit's gone weird. Shit's got real. <laughs> um, it is. It's we—we we don't have a main review. It's our 2018 in review show, um, where there's three of us this year. There's usually only two of us, and that was three. So and we've got four lists, and we've got we've got four lists. We we have we have no list. No was supposed to join us. Um, but then he said, I don't want to because I don't like it. Fuck you, that. Um, so he's not. But he has sent us his list. Um, and so we will, we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll read that out as we're reading out ours uh, in the same sequence. So I was explaining to Becky. Don't try and do my accent. I'm not going to do that, no, because it, it will get embarrassing. And if I say no, I'll have to apologise to him. Uh, give that he'll give me a stern glare and go. Oh, no, I'll go. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I explained to Becky because she's she's doing her first I'm year new. on this. I'm new. And um, you never listen to our NBA shows because never listen to any of your shows. Yeah, no. Um, so fuck you. Um, <laughs> that, that, that we fuck you. Uh, that we do it um, ten, nine, eight, and then we usually do our disappointments, don't we? Yes. And then we do. Seven, six, five, and then we do our surprises, and then we do four, three, two, and then we do our worst off list, and then we do each do our, our number ones, uh, so that we've gone from positive, a little bit of negative, positive, some more positives, more positive, real negatives, and then boom. Drop them bomb. I I don't I don't have. No, you don't have that many, do you? No. Yeah, you, so so we we you don't have five. You told me I didn't have to do. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't, you didn't this year, you, you you don't have to do as many. No, but next year you have to do all of them. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, so there's that. Um, so yeah, that, 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 that's good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you I, I, well, I didn't mean it like that. I wasn't oh. congratulating you. Oh, I thought you were saying like, well done. No, I wasn't saying well done. You should have picked up five for each. Fuck off. It wasn't that surprising. Uh, actually, my surprises were quite good this year. Um, so obviously, um, I do mine uh, based on everything I've watched since the last time we did this show that was released in a cinema or a VOD or anything like that. Mm. You didn't say don't you, Ian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, even though, yeah, even well, though, my one is um, I'm calling mine the Shape of Water Memorial List for for the fact that the Shape of Water would probably have been very very high up in there if I hadn't thought fuck me the Shape of Water doesn't feel like a 2018 film in the slightest, um, yeah. and so I haven't included it. Well, I, I've called mine the uh, the Phantom Fred Memorial List uh, yeah, because I had to I had to message Ian yesterday to say, Ian, was the Phantom Thread 2018? Because I knew it later, I just forgot it was released last year. Um, but it was a good, like, month after <laughs> we did the yeah. list. Yeah, it was February, um, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and so I have for too many years picked a film uh, as my number one that was released in like February or fucking March or late January. So I figured it was about time that I didn't. Um, so yes. Uh, nice. Well, fuck it. I say we get into it. Um, Becky, uh, would you like to start us off with your number 10? Are you, are you guys okay with this fucking off and getting into it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> what? So what? Even if you just said no, I'd still fucking do it. <laughs> 10, 10, 9 and 8 of, of Becky. Well, no, no, you'd start number 10 first. Yeah. And then and then Ian will do his turn, I'll do my turn. Oh, a, a best or worst? Best. Best. Did you just not listen to a fucking thing I just said? I'm confused, man. <laughs> Too many numbers. Just, uh, Becky, just say, do your number 10 and then we round robin it. Yeah. Right, okay. Okay, so my, my number 10 is... Um, actually, could have potentially, if it hadn't gotten my best of being in my surprises, but then I don't know why I was surprised because of the cast. Destination Wedding. Ah, good choice. Fucking hell, right Okay. I just found it really, really charming, and it was it was a pleasure to watch. Oh, good. Good on that. So you're not going to go into more of that, you should be going to that. This, well, this could go quickly, we fucking thought. We talked about this recently, we talked about the film. Yeah, that's right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that shiznit. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the chemistry between Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves, if what that, that movie lived and died on, it's... It, it just, them together is well, it, 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 It's only them who speak in the film. Well, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, 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 it wasn't in my. What is it? But I, yeah, I can, I can see why it could be definitely in somebody's who's really connected with it. It was a nice movie in a very, very tumultuous year of life stuff around the world, and I just, I just liked it. It charmed me. Good, cool. Uh, Ian, what's your number ten? Uh, yeah, so my number ten uh, is uh, Lynn Ramsey's "You Were Never Really Here," which um, I. Uh, rewatched last weekend. Um, I'll, I'll be honest; it was higher in my list until the rewatch. Um, but I obviously still have an awful lot of time for it. Um, I think Phoenix is pretty fucking mesmerizing, despite the fact that he really barely says anything throughout the entire film. It's a it's a very hypnotic, lived in performance, which I think like. It bodes well for the Joker. Like I'm really, really intrigued to see what he does with that. Um, after you were never really here, um, it reminded me his performance of it reminded me of um, there's a a little scene De Niro film called Jackknife, 
uh, where he plays a uh, Vietnam vet, sort of getting back I- into life. And he's got that very much... Um, De Niro literally cut out like a good 30-40% of the lines in it and just doesn't say them. <laughs> but yeah, it reminded me a lot of, of that, to be honest. Okay. I think about it since. It's been, it's been one of those ones that's been on my mind quite a lot. No, nice. No, fair play. I, and and um, the uh, the Johnny Greenwood score is fucking fantastic as well. Um, like really weirdly kind of like both atonal but quite listenable as well. Like it was like off, very off beat. Um, so yeah, no, you were never really here. And also it's like 89 minutes long. So, you know, fucking A. Um, so yeah, number 10, you were never really here. Cool. Stop shielding the iPad from me. Shielding Becky from my iPad so she can't see what I'm fucking going to say. No, because I've actually, I've I've, I've actually changed my mind. (laughs) Yeah, I've actually changed my mind on this one. Um, My number ten has been my most difficult spot so far. Yeah. Um, And it's been between a few. And um, Ian's just actually spurred me on there to, to, to go for you. We're never really here as well. Oh, nice. Um, it, it was. It, 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 I'll, I'll tell you what it previously was. Um, up until that, where I thought, no, do you know what? I did prefer you were never really here. It stuck with me more. Uh, my one I was previously going to choose was Vice, which I think we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks. Oh, anyway. great. Uh, which we might not talk about in a couple of weeks. I'll talk about it next week, though. Great. Okay. I will talk about it next week. Great. Um, <laughs> you never really here. Yeah, it's, it, it's a film that's, that's kind of stuck with me. Uh, it, I felt uneasy watching it. Um, whilst I was watching it, but then as kind of time gone, like you said, you said there, but it's kind of percolated with me, and it, it really has kind of stuck. And Phoenix is is fantastic. There's, there's a great, weird. I think that my my standout moment from him in the entire film is when he's getting the uh, oddly, it's when he's getting the car ready. Yeah, and he's getting the sweets. the sweets yeah. and the the kind of drink oh, out yeah. and putting them around, and it's such a it, it, that scene on its own. It, it, it's a all right. That's a it doesn't feel that much, but then when he picks the girl up and he says to have a drink, have something to eat, and she says no, and he says no, I really think you should. And it it it, it to kind of get that for him, it's a way of calming her down. Of kind of getting her to calm down and getting her to feel safe, and it's it's clearly well thought out, and that, and it's very specific what he's got. He's not bought water and things like that. He's bought things that a kid will relate to. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I changed my mind on that. One. I feel funny, isn't it? How, how different things affect you in different ways. Like I really liked you and never really here. Yeah. We established a lot. That you're you're a cold person. I'm not a cold person. Not at all. In fact, looking through my list, like the the vibe of it's just a nice film in a bit of a shitty year, kind of a fair bit to be perfectly honest. Cool. Um, well, so it is actually your 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 number nine. Isn't it north? It is north number ten, actually. Yes. Good point. Good point. Uh, we need to get that Was was there a point to you were never really here? Because um, the the other film that you just um, uh, mentioned there, <laughs> you know. Yes. It's it's interesting that you've gone for a film at number ten that kind of, that that uh, like had some sort of meaning. Yeah, <laughs> I liked Vice. I liked, I liked Vice. 
but I, I also, I suppose we'll talk about it, but I just thought it was fucking right. Yep. Great. Yep. Dick Cheney's a bastard. Cool. What are you going to do? Nate's Adam McKay. Like Saddam Hussein was a bit of a naughty man. I, I know. I know. Hitler was complicated. I, I, I just fucking, uh, well, yeah, well done. Bravo. <laughs> um, novels number 10. Uh, yes. Was, um, Swayed the Insatiable Ones. Um, that <laughs> right, and I, I'm supposed to be fucking totting these up for an overall top 10 as well, aren't I? So I probably need to start writing that. <laughs> right. Oh, what, do you give them points? So, yeah, yeah. So, um, what, like, I, the number 10 would get one, and then the number one would get 10, and... Yeah. Exa- exactly that, but... I'm also like having a few drinks tonight, so I'm really hoping my maths works out here. Fair enough. Right. Have you done it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Destination Wedding's not going to come up again, so I don't think I have to keep tally of that. Oh, <laughs> fine. Sorry. Um, number nine? Go on, do your number nine, Bex. Okay, so my number nine in a similar vein to number 10 is The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Um, hmm. I'm actually really quite glad that, because it's a Netflix film, yeah. and they've had a few, and they've had a few misses this year, and I'm actually quite glad that there's a Netflix film on here. Yeah. Um, I love um, Coen Brothers movies. I, I haven't met a Coen Brothers movie I haven't liked, to be perfectly honest, I don't think of her. It's a good turn of phrase that I haven't met a Coen Brothers film I didn't like. Yeah, I, I don't think you have. No, I think. Yeah, I like that. No, I think you've pretty much liked everything, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, I like the shtick. Yeah. Um, well, I, I love the anthology sort of aspect of this one. There's, there's skits that I like better than others. Um, the first one, the last one, for me, are probably the standout. Yeah, you, you, you really liked the, like, the closing one, didn't you? I really did. Yeah, I watched a fucking whole movie of that. Yeah, you, you were a big fan, weren't you? Um, but yeah, I just think, you know, it's got, it's got, it runs the gamut of emotions, doesn't it? It's got like tragedy and singing and depressingness and happiness and all sorts it's, of shit. It's a bleak movie, actually. It's quite bleak, but it's presented in a really upbeat way. Why? Because the guy sings at the there's beginning. Some singing. Because there's singing, yeah. yeah. And there's pan shots. Sharp, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my number nine. <laughs> I'm sure. Nice. Yeah, go on, Eddie. Uh, what's, what's your number nine? Uh, my number nine is Damien Chazelle's First Man. Um, so, uh, yeah. Just almost, almost for the just sheer force of the the... The, the cinematic vision that it that it has as much as anything else. I think Gosling is very is very good, but I'm not surprised he's getting like no awards buzz whatsoever. It's it's not a showy it, performance. It's very no, it, very it, it's stoicism of the highest order, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, you've seen it now. I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, and Becky, have you seen it? I haven't. No, it's not. Uh, you, 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 it's not something it's, that's it's not your bag. Any boxes? Yeah. No. No. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean. So. Yeah. I mean. It, it is. So. Yeah. That's. That's very good. That. Yeah. It, it, exactly. That. But the. 
you know, I suppose action in quote marks sequences of like the tests and and then the actual like like flight and landing and whatnot are like ball tighteningly intense. Um, at, at least they were on the cinema screen. Turn a phrase that in. I love it. Oh, oh thank you very much. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, it, it, but also, I thought that. The, the way that it's it's combining this kind of like kind of almost handheld in the home Malikian aesthetic with the grand epic space flight stuff I thought worked well um, I mean considering how La La Land and Whiplash landed I mean like they were my favourite films of 20... 16 and 14 I want to say respectively so so, you know like this is obviously not my favourite Chazelle film but I also think it's one that's maybe unfairly got like disappeared uh, (laughs) at least from the technical side of things if 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 admittedly not like best actor or best screenplay or anything like that but i i i think it's a it's a film that like that packs a visceral punch and yeah i'm happy for it to be in my top 10 yeah it, it felt to me a bit like a um like a like an action adventure sci-fi procedural movie that that also has this weird like is indie film in the middle of it. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and none of those, none of those are criticisms at all. It, I, I was surprised how it went for um, with the. I will say it's not in my top ten. I, I did, I did really like it. Sure. Um, it. I was surprised how it went for adventure rather than drama. Sometimes in the the in sometimes in the space bit where they're going. Fucking look at this. Look at what they did. Look at what they did. And they did it like 50 years ago. It's mental. Yeah. And you watch it going, actually, it is mental. We can't do that now. Did we know? Yes, we fucking did. Oh. <laughs> did we know? Dawn. Dawn. Because literally the knock you're about to hear is, is, is Mike getting here to tell you off. Was Mike very passionate about this? He gets very angry if you if you if you kind of said that the that, that, that the movie didn't happen. But what about the flag flapping? What in the wind? Yeah, if Mike wants to fucking tweet you about it, he will. Yeah. <laughs> you can just like stole a wind or some bullshit. Um, I I, I don't care. It happened. <laughs> as long as we can stop fucking stop saying fucking Kubrick directed it, then. <laughs> I'm fine with that. After we told him that he invented the fucking selfie and other things, all this bullshit that we bestow upon the man. Um, oh, it's my number nine, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, fuck this shit. Fuck you. Cool. <laughs> um, my number nine is uh, Game Night. Good for you. Yeah, uh, Game Night. It's. I really, really enjoyed it, and I like a comedy film. Yeah. Uh, I, I I also th- th- there's so much of it that I just really enjoyed. One guy being, being dumb as fuck. 
one girl thinking she slept with Denzel Washington and then finding out that it wasn't. It was a guy who almost looked like Denzel Washington. Not really. Um, the realisation in that sequence as well. Yeah. Where, like, at the start, he kind he does kind of look like Denzel Washington. It's like every single time it cuts back to him, he looks less and less like Denzel. It's very good. <laughs> so you go, he looks nothing like Denzel. Yeah, no, it's, it's like great. He's a, it's not even like he's also a handsome man. She has literally slept with him because she thought he was Denzel. Yeah. Mm. Um, I like the is it the Irish lady. Yes, she's good. Um, and I also, it, 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 I, I, I find I, I know, for instance, Noel can't get on with Jason Bateman. I find his deadpanery. I love his delivery of stuff, to be yeah. amusing, and uh, and, great in it as well. and Rachel McAdams is always delight in everything. Yeah. Um, in that. Um, her dancing around with the gun is fantastic. Um, <laughs> it, it was almost. It was. Sorry, Becky. No, go on, go on. I was just going to say it was almost in my surprises. When she get when she gets in the squeaky toy to bite when she's trying to sort his gum shot out as well. Yeah, mm. it, it was. That whole bit's great. That whole bit is it, fantastic. Yeah, so to game night, I am. I. It's. It, it, it's that one where I thought, you know what? Has there been? Better move. Have there been better movies than it out this year? Yeah, probably. But this is my best and favourite films of the year. It, it's not the films that I think are the ten best films of the year. No. That's a different list that I don't care about. I care about what I think are the best films of the year. And you've got to take into account if that came out this year, we've rewatched that twice. Three times. Three times. I've rewatched it three times. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe four. Oh, it's got legs. Uh, yes, and they're uh, red kind of legs, and they're very nice. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. Not looking at your fucking screen. Um, so, literally, I am blocking my screen with my arms. Dolls, uh, um, uh, number nine, is A Quiet Player. Very good. He likes the farm life on it. The farm life? The quiet life? Yeah, he, he likes that. So yeah. That's what I like. Let's live on the farm. I like Where everyone shuts the fuck up. Yeah. But obviously, a monkey in action, which I work with. No, don't do that. I might do them in every other accent, but... Please don't. I might. Please don't, because it'll escalate into, like, country <laughs> accents, and then it'll just be a bit racist. Yeah, it'll do. I'll break up the Nelson Mandela thing, which I retired a long time ago. Do yeah, don't do that. I, I won't. Trust me, I will not. <laughs> Go on, Bex, what's your number eight? My number eight is Avengers Infinity War. Is it? It fucking is, yeah. Ah. I fucking right. thought that was going to be higher. No, well, you see... It maybe do you know what? Maybe given I don't know. It maybe could have been a couple of places higher. Mark says that six, seven, and eight can be interchangeable. <laughs> so I'll okay. go with that. But Infinity War for me, I I was a bit of a a snob about Marvel movies for a long time, and a bit like, oh no, I'm not going to get all invested in this comic book movie bullshit. Because I think a lot of it was because I don't like Iron Man. I don't fucking like Tony Stark, and I'm looking forward to him getting killed off in Endgame. Well. Tough shit. Um, but, but the rest of them around him, I've, I've, the characters have grown so much and they're like, they've been around now for such a long time but they're like, they're, they're well beloved and they're like part of our pop culture lives. They're just there and like, they're just... It, they've almost become like, it, the Marvel films have almost become like a weird kind of TV series that also happen to be massive movies. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and you're really, you're really invested in the well-being of these characters apart from Tony Stark. Um, I think um, a lot of people are investing in Tony Stark. I'm not. I don't like him. 
Oh, if you go back though, like the Iron Man movies, like the early, the the, the, the first one, the first couple are really dated. Yeah. I, don't I like Iron Man too. Yeah, whatever. Um, Why is everyone always staring at? <laughs> I think I think the the way that they pulled all. I mean, obviously, it's it's one of the last two films of this phase, and then they're moving on with new people and with new storylines and blah blah blah. And, but the way they've pulled all the threads together, I think, is really, really well done. They've obviously, like, plotted this out from, like, fucking ages ago. And everything, you know, as much as you can say, well, you know, there's no there's no kind of, um, what's the word you, you use for it? Uh, when you know that they're not going to die. There's no, like, tension there, essentially. Yeah. You're not worried about them because you know there's a fucking Spider-Man movie coming out and, all right, Spider-Man censored us, but clearly he comes back. He is, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's still, it was still affecting when he did. It's, it's still, it's still, it still packs a punch. And it, and it absolutely fucking stands upon a home rewatch as well. Uh, the worry with these big movies sometimes is, are they going to, are they going to be as good on a small screen in a living room? And yeah. it was. What, yeah, absolutely. What I will say from that is why it drop, did drop out of my um, ten. Because I, I thought it was going to be my top ten, but it did drop out cause on rewatch. I think struggled with it a little bit. Really? For the third time I watched it in a fucking year. Yeah, I did struggle a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna I lie. I watched it again the other day. I know. Uh, <laughs> so I did struggle with it a little bit there. I, I found myself drifting out of it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but they're going to have the third fucking one. Stop looking at my screen, Matt. The fucking shield hit, motherfucker. <laughs> shield it. Just don't look. Just shield. Just have some self-fucking control. What? It, it's, it's there. Don't look at it. That would be like you undoing your top and saying, don't look at my boobie. Don't you look at my boobie. I mean, it's in your top, so I, I can't. But if you got it out and I want it was there, I wouldn't be able to not look at it, would I? Just have some fucking self-control. No. Okay. <laughs> no, get your boobie out. So number eight, you can finish you off. <laughs> <laughs> What's your Do you guys want to mute your mic for a couple of minutes or something? <laughs> like, fuck. Dear Lord. Uh, my number eight is um, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Genuinely, I, 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 was, I was worried when you said to me the other day something that I thought was going to be my top ten dropped out, and I thought, I hope it, Mamma Mia. No, no, no. Um, no. Um, so uh, yeah Mamma Mia here we go again even on a rewatch this thing is just the best well it's not the best there's seven other films that I think are better but you know what I mean it's um, it's just it's so much fun and unlike the first one I mean like because if I could have an overall surprise of the year it would be the Mamma Mia franchise Um, because I'd not seen the first one before this year either and the first one is barely a movie. Um, you know, it's just it 
whereas the second one actually tells quite a nice affecting story about generations and and doing right by those who came before you but also it's about lily james's fantastic legs it's it's about fernando um i mean like just again what rewatched it last week and that whole fernando sequence where it ends in this fucking fireworks it's a stand up and applause moment quite frankly um yeah, I, I just I I find it an absolute delight from start to finish. Whereas with Mamma Mia, I think it ta- it took a it takes a while to warm up that film, um, and it just it's one of those ones where you know everyone's having a lot of fun, but like thankfully that actually translates to the on screen stuff as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Which, which can sometimes be a criticism of some like comedies, for instance. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That they're yeah, too comedies, smug. Can sometimes feel like, do you know what? You're entertaining each other on set. You're not entertaining mm-hmm. me watching the fucking thing. No, exactly. But Whereas I mean, this, that come, the energy of that movie comes across. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it knows what it is, and but it's a better film than the first one is, yeah. which um, I think you know it, it's a testament to. Um, Old Parker, I think the director is. He um, also did. I, I believe he also did the best exotic Marigold Hotel films. So yeah, yeah. you know, uh, you know, good on him. Um, and and uh, just the fucking start of the dancing queen sequence with Colin Firth and Stellan Skarsgård doing the Titanic thing. You know, it just it's a delight. It's 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 a film full of delights for me, and uh, I I just I find it very entertaining. So. Mamma Mia, here we go again. It's in my top ten, fuckers. Nice. Love that. Um, my number eight uh, is Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it, it is, like I say, I hate the phrase game changer. But for um, animation um, in, in cinema, especially um, computer animated films, uh, it, it's, it's taken what is possible uh, and shown us that the supposed big um, companies that do this, so like the your Pixar's and your Disney, and um, I don't know Pixar and Disney are the same company, but your Pixar's Disney, and even to an extent like uh, mm-hmm. Illumination and things like that, they've they've not been pushing the envelope at all. They've been coasting along on um, what people think is uh, achievements and what people think is. Oh my god! Look what they're doing in the movement. Look, look at how that hair flows. Fuck how that hair flows. I want to see this mad shit that Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse throws out at you in the first ten minutes. There's more invention in the opening fucking credits of this movie than there has been in any animation film of the past four or five years. Um, it is a, it is an absolute visual delight, which also manages to pull off a really really good story within it. Um, I um, I saw a, a kid in my shop the other day who um, was wearing a Spider-Man costume and he had a hoodie on with his hoodie up. Mm. Uh, and, I, and I looked at him, I didn't say anything, and I looked at him and thought, he's Miles Morales in it. He, he, right now, he's not, in his brain, he's not Spider-Man Peter Parker. Mm. He was Miles Morales. It was too pointed yeah. the way he had it done. Not to be. It was. It was really. It was really cool. Uh, I, I'm very much looking forward to what they do with another one of these um, 
the directors deserve huge credit. Um, the voice casting was all spot on. It's funny. It's engaging. It's emotional. It is. It, it's a great compliment to a lot of the other um, great um, comic book content we're getting out there. Very good. Um, Knowles, um number eight is the um, John College movie Lucky. Um, yeah, Noel said the reason why that was his number eight was it, it's where he wants to get to. That's what he wants, That's to, what be. He wants to be. Doing yoga and drinking bloody Marys. Doing yoga, drinking bloody Marys. And shouting cunts at people. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah, and been busy mates with David Lynch. Yeah. What next? What next? Uh, so next, we are on to our uh, biggest disappointments. So with these, you, have you got any for these? I haven't, but I have got a couple of honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. What we do with this, we just run through our... We just we, do, we, do we back it back and forth? We do on this, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do you want to just give us your disappointments then? Because uh, you've got a couple of honourable mentions rather than a five to one. Yeah, they're not honourable mentions for disappointments. Oh, they're they're mentions, what is it? That, that should have made would have made my best list if. Well, we do those. We do those for number one. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll just shut up then. Uh, Ian, do you want to give me your number five biggest disappointment? Leave no trace. Fair I enough. talked about it last week. Yeah. I refer you to that. Yeah, uh, mine is Roma. Okay, yeah. My biggest disappointment is the fact that I, I just I just don't see the point. Hmm. It's not bad enough to be in my bottom ten by any stretch of the imagination. That would be disingenuous. Uh, but it's yeah, it's also not. I, I, I just don't get the point. Just don't get. It. So, go on, question number four. Uh, Duncan Jones is mute. Oh, oh. You piece of shit. <laughs> fuck it, it like that it's not a good film that, that, like, that, that, that's why I accept it as a disappointment if it had been your worst 10 list I'd have been I'd have been angry yeah like it, it's I just nah I, it's weird that that was last year as well that feels like that film's just a gone. lot longer ago yeah like it really does though eh um, yeah it, it just it such a fucking misfire for me but yeah mute uh, my number four is The Meg although I enjoyed The Meg <laughs> I was disappointed that it wasn't more violent my number three is The Meg I enjoyed The Meg <laughs> but I was disappointed it wasn't See? more violent is that the reason yeah <laughs> basically yeah it's like <laughs> it's Jason Statham and a giant shark and you PG-13 the living shit out of it, it just come on yeah See. Did he did he punch a shark at any point in that movie? He didn't punch no, a shark. He stabbed one in the eye. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. It, it, yeah, so that's that's why that's my biggest disappointment. Um, yeah, for sure. So my number three is yep. Hereditary, a movie that I hmm. I enjoyed more than I think I actually. No, I, I I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I did. I like the fact that the ending <laughs> is just complete nonsense, and that people try to put meaning towards it. Um, but from how good the trailer was, how meh the film was for the large portion of it, and the fact that I thought it was quite funny at points, and then was told frequently by people, it's not funny at any point. And I'm going, 
but what about this point? And this point, and this point, it's like, no, he's not, he's deadly serious. What about the little you, girl gets her head chopped sure? off? Are you sure that it's not funny at points? So, yeah, so that's uh, hereditary. Cause I being was... laughable and being funny are different things. That's a that's a good distinction. That fair play. Yeah, but I still think it was. I still, still think it was funny. I still think it was funny. Yeah, I still think it was a black comedy. But I expected more horror from it, and it's not a horror. It's really, it's fucking horror now. No, so that was my number three disappointment. What's your number two disappointment, bud? The Predator. What the oh, fuck? I like the Predator. So it's not in your bottom ten. Um, no. Was it? No. <laughs> like it just my 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 key reaction out of that is disappointing. It's well, I, I was I was gonna have it in my disappointment, but I just took it out because I was more disappointed in the five movies that I've got. Because I think I liked it a lot more than you did, but I was disappointed that we didn't get a balls out. It wasn't it it it, it wasn't the movie I expected Shane Black to deliver. No, it, it's it's it was, just, it, it, was, it was it was the generic predator reboot I was expecting. Yeah, and I mean that, that I don't know. I mean, like the trailers like had us concerned and whatnot, but yeah. it, and it, it just it it just didn't work. Like it, it, I don't really get. It doesn't really feel like there was a coherent vision for it, and I I get the feeling that maybe Fox got in the way, um, but still. It just it's such a shame that Shane Black has taken a couple of years out of his life to make that. Yeah, I agree with that, absolutely. Um my number two is Sorry to Bother You. Oh shit, okay. A shitload of hype yeah. for a, a, a movie that fails to deliver on so many levels, but people think it's really cool to say it's really cool because it's edgy. And it's just it's it's not it's just not it's not subverse. It's not any of those things. It's just a bit dull by the end. Fair enough. Yeah. So it's not. It's not bad enough to be what is it? I'm not. I think you can call the end dull. I think I. I, I, I think I can. It's dull. You can it around with Yeah, I find it dull. You can go on fucking Instagram and see dickheads with people's fucking horses' heads on. There's all those fucking mass things you can buy off fucking Amazon. It's not that fucking hard. Well, you don't take that long off fucking cable where you can come up with it, is it? No. So there you go. So you just prove my point. Thank you. Um, what was your biggest disappointment of the year, Ian? Suspiria. Is it, you've gone for that? Fucking. This is quite interesting, then. I remember when the trailer came out, I was sat outside at my mum's place when we recorded the Anon and Cargo show. Yeah. And we talked for like 15, 20 minutes about how fucking good this film looked. Yeah. Luca Guadagino, like Dakota Johnson, Tilda Swinton, it, it just, it was all, all the pieces were in place. You just got this film from a guy who thought he was better than the fucking material didn't really seem to actually want to make the remake of Suspiria that he was talking about how much he wanted to remake Suspiria and instead you get this, you get Tilda Swinton playing fuck knows how many roles you get Tom York warbling in the background Um, you get an ending which is just fucking laughable 
not black comedy, laughable. Um, and ju- it, it. How close I, is it to your work to it being your bottom town? Oh no! It, it, the, the the thing is, uh, you kindly said I could yep. break the rule, but I decided not to. You know, for consistency of not having a film appear in more than one list. I this would have been in the it would have been in the mix. It wouldn't. It, it's not the worst film I've seen this year. It's not. There's. It it you know it looks good, um, and there are occasional se- uh, like there are sequences like the there's a sequence about half hour forty minutes in where um, it, 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 Susie's doing a dance and it kind of causes someone else to die horrifically, which is very very well done, um, but it, yeah, I it just. I, I I was really really deflated by it and annoyed by it, um, and it's the thing is I mean the horror genre is one that it's easy to not respect, and it's you know it, it, horror is very easy to make you know it's like when film when people go into the film industry oftentimes the first thing they make is a horror film because it's cheap it, it's easy to get financing yeah. and you can make them cheap and quick. Um, and it gets your foot in the door, uh, and and so that's led to horror being seen as the redheaded stepchild for a long time. Like uh, Paramount with the Friday the Thirteenth films, they were, they were embarrassed by them basically. Um, but now horror is you know it's the it seems to be an in thing, and you know Blumhouse doing doing their thing, and Jordan Peele you know with Get Out, and so it kind of feels like prestige horror, which which is in a way something like Hereditary seems to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, the it, of, it, like they say, the idea of prestige horror has become a thing, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you've got Suspiria, and then it just it's a fucking fart in an elevator, and it you know it's had no cultural significance whatsoever it did not do that well at the box office i mean fair play you know fair fucking play to movie for getting this on as many screens as they did and i'm pretty sure it got into the top 10 on the week of release reminds me of the week that antichrist opened and got into the top 10 and you know and it's just like antichrist is in the fucking uk top 10 films um so uh, you know, and and good on them for that. But again, also when Mubi got the rights, it was uh oh, yeah, it set off a lot of what is it? And and to be to be honest, it, it it's that film quietly bombed. Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, it was a film that I bought a ticket for at LFF and didn't go because I was that concerned about it and I'm so fucking glad I didn't go I am so glad because yeah, that, if that I, would have been a big disappointment you know because yeah because I just went to see this after work in the Cardiff Cineworld um whereas if I'd gone to see if I travelled to fucking London to see it at LF you know Jesus, I probably would have had a couple drinks in me as well, and Lord knows what would have happened. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. um, 
I don't, maybe it should have been on my worst of list, quite frankly, the more I think about it, but I'll leave it there. Suspiria, it's dog shit. I look forward to you two watching it. I, 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 I do and I don't. Um, my biggest disappointment is the other big horror release of the year. Hmm. Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Um, I gave it so much kind of credence and right, well, these guys must be doing it for a reason. They must have a great idea. Jim Lee Kirk will just come back for nothing. And then what we got was a Halloween sequel. Mm-hmm. Just a Halloween sequel. Fine. It, it's just a Halloween sequel, isn't it? Anyone can do a Halloween sequel. Fucking Buster Rhymes did a Halloween sequel. <laughs> I'm not saying it's as bad as that, but I'm saying it, it, was, it was just a Halloween sequel. That was all it was. It was nothing new. Nothing, di- you know. Yeah, a lot of people criticise Rob Zombie's version of it, and I can see absolutely why. But at least Rob Zombie did something different. Whether or not it worked, whether or not it was wrong, what he did, or anything like that, is immaterial. My point is, at least he did something different. Yeah. This just felt like a Halloween sequel. I'm, I'm terrified about rewatching that just because I think I enjoyed it because those seats in that cinema were fucking lovely yeah, and I had a buzz on. Yeah, I'm the same, uh, but yeah, that it, it, it was it, it, it was a buzzkill of a movie for me. Mm. I, I'd, I'd prefer to carry on, carry on drinking, to be honest. Um, so yes, yeah, so that was my, uh, that, that was our biggest disappointments. So we'll fly back in. Fly. Uh, with your number seven, Bex. Uh, my number seven is stop shielding the screen. I'm not even looking. Is Apostle? Is it very nice? Uh, Apostle, okay. Um, with obviously Sam Stevens, Lucy Boynton, Michael Sheen. We spoke about it at length on one of the other shows. It's, I mean, it's bleak as fuck, but it's just, very bleak movie. It's just, it's just fantastic. You've just got through telling us about how yours is yeah, quite a joyous little list of like things well, that happen and you throw the fucking apostle. Look, some are, and some are. Right. Um, but yeah, and I think it's it's interesting in the there's a lot of different horror elements in the movie, and it and it runs between the different from sort of outright kind of monster in the cave kind of horror with the, the lady um, that's buried in the town and there's the sort of um, the more sneaking around trying to find out what's going on stuff it tends to really well acted um, yeah that's really cool cool that's a fucking I've got enough fucking time for your list Becky this is brilliant um, that's a, it's just the Netflix one as well Oh, yeah. yeah, you've got a couple of Netflix on yourself, so far. Netflix. Um, Ian, what's your number seven? Yeah, sorry, you just caught me grabbing a couple of beers from the fridge. Uh, my number seven is Pavel uh, Pavlovsky's uh, Cold War. Uh, uh, one of the ones that I really wanted to get to and just couldn't get to. So, this is a decades-spanning heartbreaking beautifully photography beautifully photographed love story that does everything it does in 90 minutes but it feels like you've spent three hours with them in the best way um it's a gorgeous film 
Joanna Kulig in what I think is the lead role, frankly, is fucking incendiary. Like that, that girl is a talent. Um, and she looks intoxicating in the trailer, to be honest. Yeah, no, she's uh, she, she's quite a peach, but like it, it just like yeah, she's great in it. Um, and it just it's it's lovely and it's sad and it's haunting. Um, at, but it's not hard work. Um, and there's God, there's the kind of like a reveal in the middle of a shot towards the end, which just killed me. Um, it like, it, yeah, it, it, it's a heck of a film is cold war. Um, I think the other films in my list, maybe engendered more out of me than just pure melancholy. Um, and, and maybe had more of an effect on me because of that, but it's a very, very, very special film. And it's one of those ones that like, as we get towards the end of the year and we start thinking about what we're going to be doing for like end of the decade coverage, it's one that I want to, Sit down and rewatch and reevaluate again. Yeah, I I think maybe it's one that I could see going up. Um, but I yeah. I think I'd probably need another watch or two first. Cool. <coughs> uh, my number seven. There's a there's a there's a reason why this is number seven, right? I'll come in a second. There's a specific kind of like almost in your reason with myself as to why it's number seven. Um, and it's swayed the insatiable ones, which was Noel's number 10, incidentally. Um, so it, it's a... What? Yeah, you did. I don't know if you mentioned it. Oh. You do what? I thought I didn't mention Noel's number 10 being that. You did? Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking. You told me off, I wasn't going to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's swayed the insatiable ones. Uh, in the midst of... Cause Growing up when when we grew up, um, you know, it was we grew up very much within the midst of the the Britpop um, movement, which was always a horrible, a horrible phrase. I I never got on with it. Britpop, it was a disgusting, uh, icky phrase. Um, but so you had the big the big bands, and essentially you had really yeah, most of the us people that were listening to that music wouldn't have referred to it. No, it wouldn't have, but it, but it was it was in the popular vernacular. It was it was described as Britpop. Grown-ups called it Britpop. Yeah, all right. Anyway, let me put it. It's my choice, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, so you had Oasis and Blur, and that was seen as they were like the big rivals, and they were like the the two big sort of heavyweights of it. Then underneath that, you had bands like Pulp and. Um, I, I think a lot of people put swayed within that and everything, but I, I always held to it above that. They were like, there were the band who were around at Britpop, but kind of were stood at the side of it going, what the fuck's this shit that's going on? They were their own thing. You know, they, they, were, they were their own thing, and, you know, they were a mixture of, of you know, Brett Anderson, a lot of um, Bowie and things like that, and then you had Bernard Butler, um, huge influence like, like Joy Vision and the Smiths, and then you had um, Simon Gilbert, the drummer, was influenced by like the Clash and the Sex Pistols, and then you had all of these um, these quite androgynous lyrics that, that came out there. 
and also as well this the, 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 the documentary goes into it, it, it's it's odd that it's a documentary that is very much endorsed by the band but there's a, a key bit that I think that Fort Swade fans and I'm going to go a little bit longer on this one than the previous one and I, so I do apologise about that uh, it is a, a key element of why a lot of Swade fans would have watched it is is this finally going to be the moment where Brett Anderson actually addresses, addresses the, elephant the elephant in the room, in the room yeah. which is always there, which is his quite heavy drug addiction. Um, and he does, and you can actually physically see him get ridiculously uncomfortable yeah. as he's talking about it. And it, you're watching it and you, and you kind of... It, it, it's, it's shot with different interviews with the band across different places. And this one's been conducted by on like an alleyway yeah. near the house that he lived in at the time when he was when he was really deep into a debilitating crack addiction. Yeah. And you can see him just being really he's embarrassed about it. There's no he it basically says himself, there's no glory in this. This isn't rock and roll. This is a man being a drug addict and being a prick yeah. about you go, it. You go, don't you, from, from being... I hope they talk about the drug addiction because it's stupid if they just avoid it to going, no, like, it's really enough now. Just leave yeah. it alone. I, it, it, it is that, but you can see it's something he wants to address and he wants to kind of get out of the way so he can move on. Yeah. But also, he's that, and he just... He seems very apologetic about it. Yeah. And it, it, it's a fascinating watch for anybody who... I think either likes Suede, the, just the band, or is interested in that area of music to kind of be shown. Oh, remember when you when Britpop was happening and you thought that these bands were the important ones? They fucking weren't. And when you were bouncing around the fucking park life, well, this was around as well. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's that. So it, it, is, it is fantastic. The reason why it's number seven is years ago, like years ago, um, I saw an interview with uh, Brett Anderson where he said that um, the, the the first track he looked for on an album was always the seventh track, because it's supposed, he says it's supposed to be the best track on an album. And I, every time I buy a new album or get a new album or anything like that, I always look at what track number seven is. And it is invariably not the best track on the album. But for some reason, that little snippet has always stuck with me from like 25 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Thank you. Um, so that was five hundred seven. Is 
Uh, let me get back quickly. I come off into the picture. Is Teen Titans Go the movie? <laughs> Which I am. I am delighted that that is his number seven. Um, he said it, the reason why it's there is he really likes the colours. Um, Fair enough. Well, Bex, what's your number six? Right. I'm really sorry, Ian, and you know you said you were liking my list. My number six is five. Right, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked the way that it framed the story. I thought Christian Bale was great as Tony. Um, I liked the little artistic flourishes where, like, stuff like when they were sort of showing who was going to be in what places and they were doing it with, like, little like person cards and putting them near a model desk and stuff like that. Um, I I like the juxtaposition which came up in quite a few different points in the movie of people making, people starting comfortable chairs and comfortable offices, making blase decisions and then showing the repercussions of those decisions in the violent, bloody form in which they manifested. I thought that was really quite cleverly done. Um, I really liked it. Um, everyone was great in it. I know the, the Jesse Clemens element of it bugged the shit out of you, didn't it? Yeah. I the thing is, I don't want to harsh anyone's buzz, apart from Mark's. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I I I don't know like. I don't know whether there's a point in giving this a full review, to be honest, because, I mean, like... We, 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 I, don't, I don't think we're going to... Uh, and you guys have laid your cards on the table, but it just, it's... I I don't know. It, I don't I don't think it told us anything that we, we didn't know already, and I thought that Jesse Plemons' character, and I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a reveal. He's the narrator of the film. There's a reveal about him, which is not based in... Well... Part of it is based in fact, but the nature of him is not based in fact at all. And the way he describes his relation to Cheney, I thought was quite cheap. It's a film which I think was just low-hanging fruit. And it's a sledgehammer to crack a walnut. Um... I, 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 I just I, I, that comes up in my things later on, which I which I, I think you could use that to describe, but in a very positive way. Yeah, it's same, um, same. But I also found that, which I think might be the same film. I found that film also very entertaining, which you guys found Vice. Yeah. So different strokes for different folks, but I will say that I thought Vice was beneath Adam McKay. Fair play. Fine. <laughs> you liked the new bit. I really, really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And I think, you know, yeah, it's, it presents a lot of stuff that is not public knowledge, and it, it, but it presents it in a way that kind of you can follow the thread of it a bit more easily. Like, you, yeah, you might know that this happened and that happened and this happened 10 years later, but knowing the connection between them and knowing sort of, and I suppose watching. Watching the way some kind of fairly, I think there's an element of um, some people. A lot of people will know all this, but some people won't. No, and this shows me. And I think sort of filling in gaps as well between the the big events that happen. 
is you know yeah it's, it's it's maybe not historically accurate completely who knows what goes on behind closed doors but providing kind of a platform to to present those big events against and it doesn't try to get you to sympathize with him but it does kind of he's kind of he's not the right man for that kind of job at the start of the movie he's, he's probably throughout the movie not the right man for that kind of job but it's just I mean, it's what, what you say all the time, politicians are just people that can't be trusted by their fathers to run the family business. And that, it, it is very much, you just stumbled into it. Mm. And, and that's quite frightening as a, you know, and, and Sylvia in the, in the, in the film is, is presented as just like, he just goes into it, he's after it. And he's absolutely not the right man for the job. And it, it is quite scary that, that, that people in such positions of power are absolutely fucking clueless. Quite pressing on that. Well, it's quite pressing at the moment, but you know, it is scary. It just, it, it, it just felt like preaching to the converted for me. Um, I, 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 I understand that people might not know Cheney and might not know his backstory and whatnot, but I, I don't think the film did anything that will change anyone's minds it might it might educate some people on that guy but i don't see it che- like i don't see someone going into that film and then if they know cheney and having a different opinion about him either way um you know if you liked cheney i think the depiction of him in here you'd probably kind of think well fair enough he's his own man and that bit that's a camera bit at the end he kind of states his case quite plainly um whereas the film that we, i think mark was alluding to that we'll talk about later i think that is a film which has a broader appeal to it because it, it, it's also got some kind of buddy elements and there's some real comedy in it i mean there, there's not really that much I, I think it's mental that Vice was in the Golden Globes for Best Comedy or Musical. Um, because literally the only comedic thing about it for me was that Steve Carell was a shade away from Brick Tamland in moments. <laughs> yeah, uh, can, can I also point out, though, that um, Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Drama at the Golden Globes? So no, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, the Globes. Yeah. Take point, yeah, point taken. The Globes are fucked. Yeah. Steve Carell is very, very bad in Vice. Paul Schrader's first reformed. <laughs> ah. That was actually a weirdly really good segue. It was actually, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, great film. Uh, Ethan Hawke, amazing. Don't know how he's not getting more buzz for that fucking performance. It's weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is odd how little buzz he's getting. Like, because it, it's one of the best reviewed films of the year. Um, and that yet. Caricature that just puts on a funny voice and wiggles around a bit. You know, he gets fucking nominations out of that, doesn't he? What, Christian Bale for voice? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, but he doesn't wiggle around, does he? He just goes <clears throat> every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, did he actually get fat for that? Or is it oh, like- oh, hell yeah, he did. Thinking, yes. I don't know. A little. Fat. Um. Yes. Yeah. You're uh. Also... You think I'm <laughs> <laughs> Just 
children. Come on. Uh, yes, that, that's number six, Ian. Yeah, Ethan Hawke's fantastic. Love it when he pisses blood. Moving on. <laughs> My number six. Uh, our first repeat, I think. Uh, our first repeat of, of people who are, who are right in the room, we'll say. Yes, uh, literally, actually. Uh, it is Gareth Evans' Apostle. Oh, shit, the bed. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's... I got one right! It's, <laughs> it's grimy, it's bleak, it looks uncomfortable, it looks like nobody had any fun making it because it looked like they were all covered in shit and grime and crap. Um, and it's it's in a year where we've watched a lot of horror that isn't horror, it is a horror. A yeah. proper horror fucking movie. And it's got all the horror. Yeah. And it is. It's got body horror. It's got gore. It's got grime. It's got violence. It's uncomfortable. Um, and it, it's got a, 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 a man who nobody is saying should be the new Bond apart from me constantly every time he gets mentioned. It's so good. He so, so should be the new Bond. Ah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Go on, sorry, you. I was just going to say, if we're doing like the Eurovision style, who's in the lead so far? Apostle is currently the bastard's film of the year. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, yeah. And also, uh, every time Dan Stevens is successful in a movie, uh, somebody tweets out that picture of him on um, Good Morning TV. Oh, I love saying, that. How many, uh, how many guys did you have to beat off to get that role? <laughs> and he keeps just, he, he's just playing it orchestrate and going absolutely what <laughs> and he just he just keeps laughing and the wonderful thing is I can't remember who it is that's saying it just isn't isn't aware of what she's saying but him and Ben Shepherd are and he he just he deals with it magnificently uh, are you are trying to find the clip now yeah have you never seen that clip no. you find it oh, it's a peach it, it is, it's very good yeah uh, it's when he did the guest <laughs> You had to beat up a lot of American guys for that role, didn't you? I what? <laughs> <laughs> and then they repeat because yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that that was my number six. Um, Noel's uh, number six was uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, he said it's because he wishes Tom Cruise was his dad. Um, <laughs> so Becky. Um, what is your number five? Is is Tom Cruise old enough to be Noel's dad? He he, he said it doesn't matter. Uh, he is, yeah. Uh, uh, genetically, yes. Um, biologically, <laughs> yes. Um, actually, it would be a bit morally wrong, but I was from Manchester. Um, <laughs> I could get kicked for that. <laughs> Probably just below the knee on my bad shin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go on. Uh, so my number five is Lucky. I we we I mean obviously it's still quite fresh because we only watched it last night, but it was just it's a delight. Oh fuck off! You two watched Lucky. Oh bollocks! I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. Fuck. And But not in like it's really nice. It's really sad, and there was bits that I was like genuinely tearing up. The one that actually springs to mind is the bit where he's curled up in bed and he looks really like small and frail underneath the white sheet and it just it, it honestly nearly made me like properly burst out into tears but it's magnificent in it to say that it was obviously when it was and 
Mm. And and how old he, he was, he's fucking spry in those exercise bits that he's doing mm. on his, as part of his morning routine. Um, if you haven't watched it in a world, obviously there's not much spoiler really, but it it's definitely fucking worth a watch. And it's, it, yeah, I, I absolutely adored it. Yeah. Um. Oh, fuck, because I know it's going to come up on Mark's bloody list later as well. Fuck. Uh, what, what's your number five, Ian? Uh, I had to watch Vice, didn't I? I had to fucking watch Vice. Uh, and I, number five. It's David Lowry's The Old Man and the Gun. Uh, 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 is it? Yeah. Okay, can I, can I say something then? Okay. My number five is David Lowry's The Old Man and the Gun. Sweet. Fucking eight. Um, I'll let you do your bit on it first, and I'll do my bit. Yeah, like I, I don't think I talked about it enough on the show because I know you guys were planning on seeing it, so yeah. I kind of shut up. But it's just, it it's such a delight. It's um, it, it's just this warm-hearted hug of a film about a career criminal. Um. I mean, it looks great. Like, the fucking film photography is gorgeous. And it, it just it feels like a film pulled out of the mid-70s, but here it is. Um, well, I, I've, got, I've got something to say about that when, when we get to that. Yeah, oh, oh, okay. No, I mean, go, go on, Mark. Go on, say your piece. Um, well, yeah, because... Um, I, I, I mean, I watched this... I wanted to get this in beforehand purely because of, of how much... Um, you enjoyed it and how much you liked it and um, so the, in terms of the I, you talk about the photography there um, it, it, it's a little bit how I felt about it is um, you've got like the, the directors who came out of the um, video generation so the directors who grew up watching home video um, so people like, for instance, the one that who always springs to mind and always gets uh, credited for it is Quentin Tarantino, who watched, who worked in a video rental store and would watch reams of seventies um, films. He'd go and watch seventies exploitation movies, but a lot of his cinema there was watching um, like Japanese films and Asian cinema that the video shop got in and things like that. And so a lot of his movies are that. And Paul Thomas Anderson, similarly, he grew up on a diet of a lot of the same kind of like Parallax View, Scorsese movies and Robert Altman and things like that. And it seems like David Lowry, while they were all watching that, David Lowry was out watching things like um, The Coal Miner's Daughter and um, Song of the Woodcutter and Hal Ashby movies and was was instead of going out and watching the movies that um, that he shouldn't really be watching at that age, he was watching the movies that he really should be watching at that age, but not the kids' movies. A lot of like that that wistful um, PG movies of, of the video era and things like that, and it's it comes across in this. There's no it, it, it's a movie about a career criminal continuing being a criminal. Um, it's, it's about like you can't deny it, you can't, yeah, you can't deny it, but it, it, it's it's such a a pleasant film to watch. There's no malice in it. Oh, uh, really? That other one that I'm too frightened to watch. I think it'll be depressing. Which one? Ghost story, yeah. Um, but also, well, I, 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 
to, to my crimes, I still haven't watched Ghost Story. I think it's because I've built up a little bit too much. So I'm a little bit scared to watch it. Um, but at the end of Body Saints, um, I felt that looked fantastic, but didn't quite ever land for me. Pete's Dragon's uh, fantastic. Um, yeah, me and Tig watched it. Um, Pete's Dragon's great. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I am baffled as to why when this is Robert Redford, especially since this is Robert Redford's last movie, why he's not been uh, touted for a wild season. It's just, I get, I, I, I I get think the feeling. It... I get the feeling that it's because it's Robert Redford. If yes. this was, let's say, Bruce Dern, just pulling him out of, out of the air. Sure. Or, um, I don't know. I think if even through somebody else of that age who hasn't quite had the iconic death of somebody like Redford, I, I, I do think that they, for exactly the same performance, would be getting uh, buzz. But because it's Redford, it's not like, oh my God, it, you can't go, it's a career best from Redford, because it's not. It's a hell of a performance, but it's not a career best, because he's fucking Robert Redford. But he's he's fantastic in it. Sissy Spacek's great. Danny Willard's fantastic. Tom Waits is brilliant. It, it's just... It, it's, it, it's fantastic. And it's... It's 93 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's yet more proof that we don't need to be two and a bit hours long no. to make a... I'm moving. It's, it's brilliant. It's really good. Fantastic. Yeah, no, I'm really glad you liked it, man. It just, Lowry is my latest. I'll just see whatever the fuck he makes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to watch Ghost Story this week. Uh, okay, cool. Just, just because I think that I'm doing him a disservice because of how much I've liked everything else he's done. I, I don't think the chance I'm going to dislike it. Yeah, Rooney Barra Paita is a hell of a film. I've seen that, but it won't this, it won't that film. And I, she didn't look that much like Rooney Mara, to be honest. Righty-ho. <laughs> we, know, we, we know your feelings about Carol already. <laughs> Noel's um, number five um, was After the Screaming Stops. A oh, fucking... <laughs> Yeah, um, and he said it's because it took him back to the halcyon days of the late eighties. I tell you what, man, that fuck is in my top fifteen. Uh, that I, I've seen that crop up on a lot of people's top tens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're gonna go now to uh, the biggest surprises. I have two of these, and you have two of these. So I'm gonna let you do your 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 bit with the two first, and then we'll bounce around our. Okay, so my two biggest surprises. Um, yeah. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Yes. Bravo. I fully expected that to be absolute shite before I'd watched either of them. And then I watched the first one and expected it even more to be shite. And it is, <laughs> as Ian says, delightful. It is, it's fantastic. And I will absolutely watch it again. Fucking one eight. top ten for me, but it it, it, it really was. It, it would have been challenging if it had been a top 15, yep. I would have said. Um, and then my other one is One Cut of the Dead. All right, fair enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. That was an absolutely... Out of left field, 100% banging success for me. I absolutely adored that movie. I loved it, loved, loved, loved it, and I would have watched it again immediately afterwards. So, like, you know, like when you when you watch stuff back after you find out what the twist is, and then you watch them back to find out, oh, God, so that's that bit, and that's that. I absolutely would. I loved it. Yeah. Um, 
Ian, what's your number five biggest surprise? Uh, Ocean's Eight. Uh, Sorry, that's my number six surprise. Nice. I my five, but it was my number six. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just—it's a fucking treat. Like you—you you think a just a reboot of the Ocean's films, but this time it's women. You know, even though I—I I don't mean that. Despite I know what you mean. We, I, I it, think our audience knows what you mean. It—it it, it feels a little bit disingenuous mm-hmm. and a little bit like really. That just feels like that feels like shouting at the wind a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it—it's—it's it, it, not. It, it actually ends up being a really entertaining ride. It, yeah, it's a supremely entertaining film, and it it, it kind of seems like there's not going to be another one. Um, I wish there were. I'd watch it. Mm. Uh, my number five biggest surprise is Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Sweet. I've got that cut upon every one of our lists so far. So am I. Um, it's yeah. I, I I utterly despise the um, ITV special that was the first movie. That's awful, but this, like I say, I, I think everyone's summed it up. It's an absolute delight. It, it's if somebody says to you that they didn't have fun while they're watching, I didn't crack a smile during that movie whilst watching it. They are fucking lying. Mm-hmm. And it, I, there, I just... should be, there should be no shame. It, they might not like the overall movie, but there should be no shame in going. Do you know what? Why not crack a smile at something that's a little bit silly? And just one more time, because it'll be the last time it's mentioned on this show tonight. Lily James's legs. Ah, oh, yes. Fucking hell. Deary me. You comment on them during the review, Becky. She's got some nice things. Yeah. Uh, what's your number four, Ian? One Cut of the Dead. Oh, nice. Yeah, man, that fucker's a treat. Just yeah. came out like came out of relative nowhere. Um, great deal of fun. Very, very, very charming. Um just like on the first time watch the what the fuck is happening like with the mid the, the mid film credits uh a far more successful mid film credits than vice um <laughs> <laughs> no i like i like that in vice but uh but it but it's better in this um and then it it, it, just, actually, yeah. it it just turns into this really charming comedy and uh yeah i a great deal of time for one cut of the dead Cool. Uh, my number four is Pacific Rim Uprising, <laughs> a film that looked like shit. And we actually said on this, Ian, me and you said repeatedly, so no, when he said that he thought it looked quite good, we kept saying, but it looks shit. It'll be shit. It looks shit. There's mm-hmm. no way it's going to be good. And then proceeded to go watch it and then review it and go, quite good, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not fantastic. Not as good as the first, but it, it, it's actually a lot of fun. And I, I, I really, really quite enjoyed it. Ian, what's your number three surprise? Uh, my number three is Lasse Hallstrom's and Joe Johnston's Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Oh, nice. Um, I could see me watching this every Christmas, quite frankly. Um, it's, a fuck, it's fucking gorgeous. Um, Kira Knightley is having the most fun in this thing. Um, and... Yeah, I, it just I, it was very charming, very sweet. Um, I I don't know why. It kind of feels like one that people will watch in the future and be like, "Yeah, I really really like this." Um, like wait, like a, like a reverse Alice in Wonderland. 
Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, that, that, that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, um, all three of us went to see it and we all really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, seriously, it's fucking good. It is fucking good, is Nutcracker in the Four Realms, and it just got buried. Um, it did see. It did seem to get a it bit of a shot it, yeah, I mean, it, 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 yeah, I, I mean, it was weird though because the Grinch came out around the same time, within a week of it, I think, and that did really well. Um, I think that's all its audience. It just, it's not cracking the four realms. I mean, it, it was basically marketed for this is for little girls, and that was basically it. But it's, I don't know. Lottie really like Lottie really enjoyed it. She sat through the whole thing and like didn't go to the, no. She went to the toilet once right at the end, but it was because she lit actually needed the toilet for once. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I, it, it it was engaging all the way through, and the look of that fucking thing, it just it's beautiful. So yeah, not cracking the four realms. Cool. My number three biggest surprise: the Hurricane Heist. Oh, you fucking hell. You fully expected it to be amazing. No, I, I expected to enjoy it. I didn't expect it to be a legit good movie. <laughs> it's not a legit... Oh. <laughs> now, I admit sometimes I'm an idiot. Well, yeah. <laughs> and this might be one of those times, but I think The Hurricane Heist is a legit good movie. I, I really... think that's, that is literally the best pull quote they'll ever have. <laughs> <laughs> a legit good movie <laughs> film bastards yeah you're welcome to have that hurricane heist Jesus uh, yeah, that was mine yeah um, what's your number two Teen Titans go to the movies oh well done I've been on to watch this movie but I want to watch the series yeah, first um, I didn't. I didn't watch the series first, but then I got. I went home and Lottie and I watched like twenty episodes without stopping. You see, I think I'm gonna do that. I think I'm gonna watch a load of it and then watch the movie. Just watch the Waffles episode. It will tell you everything you need to know. I will watch the Waffles episode. Yes. Um, so John number two. Yeah. My number two is the Happy Time Murders. Mm. Yeah, because I thought it looked like shit. In all the trailers, and then I really enjoyed it. And it has one of Ian's, it, although Ian didn't like it, it has one of his favourite lines of the year in it. Yeah. Uh, well, you're not a bag of shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I did. I, to use <laughs> I did enjoy that, you're right. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I love that. I, I, you're I, one I, of the best cops I've ever worked with. with well, you're no bag of shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I I do think Happy Time Murders is going to be one of those films that four or five years down that finds an audience. And it will be an audience of idiots like me, but it will find an audience. I, I, I What I will say is, when Happy Time Murders is six ninety nine on iTunes, I will buy it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Ian's still laughing at that line. Oh, my boy, just for that line. Ian, what's your number one that biggest surprise? Fucking, that and the fucking fireman porn <laughs> thing. Early, or what was that? There's um when they when he's in the uh, the sex shop and isn't yeah. there like oh what the fuck is it? It's it, it's sheep porn. Oh fuck! I can't remember what happened in it. Can you describe it? 
<laughs> it's the sheep pawn. It's the. Uh... Can you describe the sheep pawn scene for me? Is that yes, please. Had? No, I can't remember it that well. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know. It was like pulling the others. No, wasn't it cow? Cow. Yes, it was cow. It was just the cow going. Yeah, cow's others. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, moving on. Um, is that my number one? Yeah. Pacific Rim Uprising. Ah, oh, yes. Like, straight up, like, I'm sorry. The marketing was shit. Was I still shit. maintain the marketing was shit. It was fucking awful. But that film is a lot of fun. Join, John Boyega is, pers- back in it. is charisma in it personified. Oh, he's he's good in the Star Wars films. Um, I hundred percent disagree with you on that. <laughs> nah, no, he's good. Um, but yeah, just it's Saturday morning cartoon, the movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, that that is what it is, and, I, and that is exactly what Gillian del Toro wanted it to be, which kind of makes it feel like it's it's right where it should be. I mean, I, like, I, that. I expected that to be good. I expected it to be a piece of shit. No, I mean, like, the the marketing was so fucking bad for that film. And it didn't do that well either. Um, and, you know, it, it's... I really like Pacific Rim, and I like that it's actually trying to tell a story in that film. But I equally like the fact that Uprising is just like, do you know what? People just want giant robots smashing things and charismatic people on screen. Let's just do that. It's like, all right, then, cool. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's take all the interesting bits about Pacific Rim, get rid of them, and show all the violence. Yeah, <laughs> it you know, it's... Cool, and it shouldn't work, but it does. And I do think that because Boyega is very, very charismatic in it. Indeed. My right. surprise. Right. Now, you're gonna, both going to tell me it's not a surprise, but you're going to have to bear with me. Okay. Right? Bear with me. Okay. Yeah. Almost. Fifty Shades Freed. Okay. Right? I wasn't surprised by it. What I was surprised, though... Is that you didn't ejaculate throughout the entire film. Twice, mate. Um, Right. Is, what I was surprised about is when they did the little montage bit of the three movies at the end of how much I was watching it going... I am really going to miss the adventures of these characters every two years. That <laughs> you get is, a bit emotional. Yeah, that is. If you had told me that I would be at this stage where I am practically clapping and getting all, getting just menopause to stand up and fucking clap with me, that that if I'd have been at that moment there from the start of the first one, I'd have gone fuck off. In the same way as if you'd have said, Ian, in a couple of years' time, an ABBA musical will be numbers eight in your best films of the year. It, it, it was that, and it's that's what surprised me. It's not just how I liked it because I'm an idiot. How far they've come. I, it, not even that, just how much I watched it going, oh, I remember we did the pommel horse thing, the pommel horse, Becky! And then just all of it going, oh, I, I hope it works out for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of it all. You really kid. And if you had told me that uh, at, at the moment, if you could have paused it and said, at the moment when he says, I'm 50 shades of fucked up in the first, I'd have gone, this movie doesn't deserve to take itself this fucking seriously now. Fuck off. Well, that was the problem with the first one, wasn't it? But Foley just fucking takes it to places in the next two where he just yeah. goes, oh, you look serious, do you? We don't. 
We want, we want, you we come want to the wrong place. We want anal beads on pommel horses. That's what fucking we want. <laughs> yeah. Pommel horses. It, it's incredible. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was it. Fifty Shades Breezes by my biggest surprise just for how how emotionally connected I got to it. <laughs> well, at this point, I'm going to go for a wee and think on this for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Happy New Year, Colin Burston. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, no, so that's because secretly he was in the house at all times, but never in shop. Oh, really? Apparently, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you mean he did well. He, he, he did well. It was it was quite sneaky, then, so just trying to really? the ground and, and not be in shop. Who's yeah. Did he manage to avoid the misery? Uh, he did manage to avoid the misery. He, 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 I think it was a little bit like Earl Courgette in the movie Toys. Uh, he just kind of like disappeared into the background all the time. I like him. The movie Toys is fucking brutal. They managed to make a really, I think, almost like a fucking subversive horror movie within what yeah. is supposed to be a nice kids movie. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's quite a, it's a bleak movie. The sort of thing that you'd say is really happy than put on your fucking list. Shut the fuck up. Mm. Have you now? Yeah. Have you? Most happy. Whoa, look at that. <laughs> Pull that arse. You know that sounds bad. People listening will think I said it's something really inappropriate rather than just a Christian Grey gift. That's glorious. Good, isn't it? It is. It's erotic. Powerfully erotic. Powerfully erotic. Yeah. I don't think I'd go that far. Where, where do we go next then? We've got a yacht. We've got a yacht number four next. Really? Yeah, we do indeed. When do we do worst of then? We do worst of between uh, when after we've done our number two, so we do our number one. Really? Yeah, I've explained this like twice now to you. On the show, and once earlier today, it's really not. It's really not confusing. We're doing four, three, and two. Yes. Then worst of. And then worst of. Then honourable mentions. And then you can throw in some honourable mentions if you would like. Yeah. Then number one. And then number one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is it? I wish you told me this before. I, 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 I did. I did. I disagree. Well, you're wrong. I was very clear. About it, all. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Uh, I, I'm out. Yeah. Where's that fucking mic? <laughs> <laughs> Where's that fucking mic? <laughs> I'll write <probably> Ray Winston. <laughs> <laughs>
You all right? We, 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 we filled in so you don't have to edit any of that out. Quality content. There is, there is. There's some choice content in there. Well, I, I appreciate that very much. It's what? It's a very good movie. It just didn't speak to me as much as it did, like, everyone else that's male. Oh, Star is Born. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think... I think if it was just the Bradley Cooper stuff, I think it could have been higher. I don't think Gargoyle's performance is as strong as Bradley Cooper's, by a long way. You're wrong, so let's move on. Um... Um, fucking hell, Mark. All right, then. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, we are. Okay, fine. Um, so, my number five. I'm being Four. surprised. Yeah, no, yeah. That was slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's the way we roll. Did we do what my, um, Noel's number five was? We did. We did it while you were away. What was it? It was um, Happy New Year, Clyde Birthday. Oh, uh, okay, fine. All right, good. I'm trying to compile this list, you bastards. <laughs> Bye, Bob. I'm actually keeping up with it as well. Hang on. Happy New Year. Right, so my number four uh, is uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, oh, very nice. So, and I'm just going to have to add to that as well, because Noel's already chipped in with that. So... That is currently leading the film of the year along with Old Man and the Gun. Uh, so, yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout. I mean, ugh, shit, man, we're going to talk about it in a bit, aren't we? Uh, but it's, Probably, yeah. It, it, it's fucking brilliant. It doesn't lose anything on rewatch either, which is fantastic. You know, it, it just it's it's one of the best action films of the last fucking insert any period of years frankly yeah. it just it keeps going there's not a lot of doubt it's two and a half hours long and there's not an awful lot of downtime which is fucking mental it just it's constantly stuff happening um and you know the news this week and macquarie coming back for the next two and it's like yes please go on then why the fuck not <laughs> send him into space having fucking straddling a rocket actually going out of the atmosphere you know like why uh, just you know fuck it's man like you know he'd want to do it like for realsies yeah yeah i just uh, delay it for six years while tom actually becomes an astronaut <laughs> Just what a treat, though. Like, that sounds it... a bit of a gaff. Oh, fuck. It just... That man, I mean, good on him. But good on Macquarie as well, because he, you know, he always see, he, he seemed to have a bit of a troubled way through filmmaking and never quite getting stuff off the ground. But now he's he's found his home and good on him. And it's like... Right. They've found a, an odd way to make movies as well. What the whole kind of just like almost come up with it on the spot? Yeah, literally, it's <laughs> mental the fact that they they found the location for the climax of that movie and then wrote the movie about it afterwards. Yeah, it, it, it's it's mental. 
it's it is it's magnificent. It's I believe the word innovative filmmaking of the highest order, but I think it might come up later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, we'll we'll move on. But I yeah, I'm a Fallout's fantastic. Yeah, uh, my number four is John Carroll Lynch is lucky. Um, oh shit! There, that goes into the lead. I I I disagree with you on it being bleak. Though, okay, I thought it was absolutely no, delightful. No, I didn't say it was bleak. I said it was lovely, but it was really it was really sad, and it is really sad. There are a few points in, in it where it, it, it does get quite sad. Um, I it's fantastic. It's great. Um, David Lynch steals every scene he's in talking about his tortoise. Um, well, that's literally, I'm not going to say anything more. But, but, uh, Don't spoil it because it's, it's such a I, I, I won't. What I will say is, I, I think there's... First scene with Lynch in, I, I will be staggered if Ian doesn't have a beaming smile on his face <laughs> by the end of it. It, 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 it will take a lot of the inboxes, I think. I'm so fucking annoyed that I didn't. I, I, I'm a little bit. I feel a little bit responsible for that. So I, I, I find it feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, lucky. Um, Noel's number four. Oh, it was three, oh. Four. Oh. Mm-hmm. What's called? Happy New Year, Colin Burster. Which one are you What? Whoa. Uh, well, which one have I missed? What was number five? After the screaming stops. What was number six? Mission Impossible Fallout. What was number seven? Teen Titans Go Movie. Eight. Lucky. Nine. Quiet Ten. Ten. Ten for one. What was this number ten? The insatiable ones. Swear the insatiable ones. Did you miss out? I didn't miss any of that. I swear he said all of those though. I have said all of this, so I must have been just doing like that. I must have been doing his. So what is it? So it, it Noel's number three. Yeah. It's Infinity War. Okay. All right. Uh, so Becky, what's your number three? My number three is First Reform. Oh, by the way, Noel mm. said Infinity War was uh, his number three because uh, he has all of those gems that he keeps on a special book. Okay. Fair enough. So my number three yeah. is first performed. Nice. Ooh. Um Very nice. Yeah, it just it it really got to me to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It really, really got to me and it and it it made me really fucking angry. For like in a yeah. yeah, in a not in a angry with the film kind of way, just in a angry with the fucking world kind of way. The the, the powerlessness that you described as impotent rage. Impotent rage, yeah. But the, the, the powerlessness that we all have and ignore the fact that we have by pretending we have some kind of way to affect change. In reality, we don't. And it just made me really fucking angry. But in a good way. In a good way about the film. In a bad way about, like, the world. Yeah. Okay. A de- de- ending shot of First Reformed as well, just like what that means. Mm. Just the whole kind of like, the world's going to shit, but it's not that I give up, but it's it's going to shit, but I have found someone that I can at least spend the time that I have with. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. it, it, it's, and they're, they're like, yeah, Amanda Seyfried, man, she's good. Like, she's really fucking good. Like, the fact that she did this Anon and Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again in the same year, like, that's, that, that that's range. She did something else I watched recently as well. She was, wasn't she? Yeah, what was it? What did we watch? Carry on, I'll find out. Yeah. That she was in as like a secondary character. Mm. So, what's, what's your number three, mate? Uh, my number three is. Oh, yeah, Gringo was in Gringo as well this year. She was in. Oh, Gringo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, my number three is the best superhero film ever made Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Spider Verse is going to be the first Marvel film to win an Oscar. And that's going to drive Marvel Studios fucking mental. Oh, shit, it is, isn't it? I reckon. Yeah, it is, because it's going to win best... They'll win best animated feature. Best animated feature, yeah. And... Competition. Doesn't matter, it's going to win it. Black Panther will get nominations... I kind of get a feeling it's not going to win anything. No, I don't think it will. Um, Spider-Verse is the most visually stimulating film I've seen in a goodly long time. It knows it's an origin story and plays with that, but not in a look how smart we are way, because it ties it so inextricably into the story of finding your own origin story and not needing to do what everybody else did and being brave enough to forge your own path. Miles Morales is a fantastic character. Um, You know, it's... He's very, very impactful. Um, Just the character design is amazing. Like, Kingpin is brilliant. The Doc Ock in this is is fantastic. Yeah. I just I want to spend more time in this world with these characters. It's properly funny. Um, it it just it moves like no one's business, and it, it it's I don't know. It's odd. It just it was almost like being knowing that they had the Spider Man, like the Marvel Spider Man, to fall back on made Sony take risks with this. Yeah. It was almost like a free hit, and they just knocked it out the fucking park. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, really, really like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and the 4K of that is going to be a fucking thing to behold. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, uh, that fucking film. It's brilliant. I, I've been trying to persuade Lottie to go see it again, and she's kind of not having any of it. It's like, ah! But, yeah. <laughs> It's brilliant. Cool. Uh, my number three uh, is Black Klansman. Um, it's, it, like you say, um, it is cracking a one with a sledgehammer, uh, but I, I think it, it, it pulls it off perfectly. It's, it's, I think the reason why it is, is because it's, the people it's telling off are idiots. So it's telling off idiots. And if you tell off idiots, you have to do it in a bold, brash way. Um, and the people it's not telling off 
it, it's just kind of it, it's showing you this and showing look we're gonna we're gonna entertain you while telling these idiots off. It's uncomfortable but entertaining. Yeah. It gets in some really really kind of shocking imagery. The the, the, the shooting target is it's one of those things where it kind of it comes to them and you're like, oh fuck no. And, but also I think it got me more when I found out that they were real that they were real, that they bought them off either. Yeah, yeah. That was just like Fucking hell. It's, Why? What the fuck is going on in this world that you can buy those? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's an absolutely excellent film. Isn't it? Um, Adam Drive is, is great in it. David, uh, John David Washington is great in it. Um, might as well say now Black Clansman is my number two. Yeah, I thought, I thought I had a feeling it might be. Yeah, so. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just. I'm, I'm, I'm desperate to rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bet it was it's, it's fantastic. Um, Noel's number two is um, Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. Um, and he said that he tried to recreate it by hitting himself repeatedly in the face with a Spider-Man comic and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, is that a reference I won't get because I've not seen it? Or no, it's just what Noel said about the film. Oh, just just hit. Yeah. There's no thing where like someone gets hit in the face with a Spider-Man comic. In no. The... no, fair enough. No. Becky, what's your number two? Uh, Mine's Black Panther. <laughs> 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 Maybe not. Uh, what is your number two, Mike? Tell me something good. <laughs> ah. Start crying. I'm close to it. Um, oh, anyway, uh, yeah, Star is Born is my number two. Um, <laughs> would very, very much like to uh, watch it again. Um, yeah, I was about to do a bit of Lady Gaga, but I thought I'd better not. Um, <laughs> it just, it's. Like it, 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 it's just that classical Hollywood filmmaking, but contemporary, and smashing it out the fucking park. Um, it, you know, it, it's what you go to the movies for. I think um, it's entertaining. It's funny. It's dramatic. Um, it, you know, I mean, it's genuinely upsetting. I mean, him pissing himself on the on the that stage is just the most fucking. It's it's cringy, but not in a cringe comedy way. It's just the most fucking uncomfortable thing you'll see. Yeah, it, it, it makes it, it it makes you angry that people are laughing at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it's. It's pointing the finger and saying at, at people, "You remember when? Remember when you were taking the piss ten years ago about Britney Spears on a meltdown? Yeah, well, exactly the same people who will shout at people on Twitter for not taking mental illness seriously. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, the the Joaquin Phoenix thing when everyone thought that was real and he was having a breakdown when he was doing is it I'm still here? Yeah, yeah. You know, people were laughing about it and. Yeah, it, 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 it is. It, 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 it's, it. it's it's the perverse nature of of people getting taken down a peg or two. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it might come up later on. 
might. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's um, <sighs> Sam Elliott. That fucking look at the end when he's reversing out the driveway. Oh yeah. yeah, and you know, Jesus fucking Christ, and the way the manager talks Bradley Cooper into doing what he does. And just the fact that that's actually believable. I, I, I literally said to Becky that I think if I ever met that guy in real life, I'd punch him in the face. Yeah. And I do think his response to that would be, happens a lot, that actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, fair, and then fair play, that guy's good. I mean, like, Bradley Cooper, man, like, Either what the way. fuck's he going to do next? Like, yeah. it, I'm, I'm there. Uh, yeah, it, it's my number two. A Star Is Born. Like, if I had another watch of it, who knows? Yeah. I think you should tour as Jackson Maine. I think that's what you should do next. Jeez, uh, th- the thing is, he won't. Like, it's weird because, like, on the awards circuit, he's very, very clean cut, mm-hmm. and it's almost like he's just being the filmmaker, and he's a step removed. And I was listening to. I was listening to this uh, uh, the podcast Variety, no, Vanity Fair do, Little Gold Men. They were talking a few weeks back about like how much more traction A Star Is Born would probably get if he looked like Jackson Maine. And it is like on the awards circuit. And it's like, yeah, I kind of see that. You know, and it, instead of like being the professional Hollywood guy, maybe indulge that. He's, uh, he, he literally, he's, he's letting Gaga, I think, take all the line like he's he very much wants to be seen as the director more than the actor i think but no, yeah no uh, I, 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 I yeah i think, I think there's, there's there's a i don't know i don't know i don't think it helps that she's she's kind of insufferable in real life she's I, very very lovely i'm yeah but i i think uh, yeah, i think he he maybe just wants to let her bask in the glory a bit because he doesn't he, he wants the film to be the star thing I'm not looking forward to it winning fuck all at the Oscars. I, I still think it's not the chance. It'll get best song. It will get a best song, and I kind of think that will be it. It it came, it it rose too early. We'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah. Um. Well, Knowles number one. <laughs> I know we're doing all the one before. I think we've done our biggest, our, our worst. Yeah. But I went into my number two, actually, didn't I? Yeah. I kind of done that. Yeah, I that. Well, all right. All right. It's Mission Impossible Fallout. I'm not going to say anything more on it. It's Mission Impossible Fallout. We've talked about it all a lot. A bit more right. Um, all right. What doesn't get praised about it? Um, two of the most kick ass characters in it happen to be the um, both the female characters in it. Literally, the. Big beefcake dudes in it. Um, the arm reloading motherfucker and the that scene is magnificent. And the what is it? Um, fucking can do anything motherfucker. Get saved by a tiny little English, but actually she's Norwegian lady <laughs> who is badass as fuck. And, there's, a, uh, there's a point. There's a point in that, and I'll come to one in a second. There's a point in that movie where she sneakily takes down a guy by jumping over a railing and literally just sweeping him over using yeah. nothing but her thighs and I'm thinking yeah. I'd be fine with that. That's her special move though. I'd I played be... this out when we watched yeah. it the other day. It's her Hadouken. 
they eat her hadouken. Yeah. Jump on her shoulders and squeeze the life out of them with your crotch in their face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really... at, at that, I'd be like, I'm fine with that. She does if... that in, in the last one, though, as well, doesn't she? Yeah. But in a long, sweepy dress. Yeah. That bit's good as well. Yeah. Even though, and, I, I'm sorry. I just want to say, because I, I just need to get out, when I watched it the other day, I completely forgot about this bit in the toilet fight where Henry Cavill picks up, like, gets John Lark and fucking just, like, throws him against that bathroom mirror. But it's almost <laughs> like the two plain mirror. So he goes through the one side and the other side, then lands at the, like, lands at the back of the second side. It's just, like, I love the way that that is just so much more brutal for the fact that he not only goes through one bit of mirror, but another bit of mirror. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking incredible. It so hard uh, through it. Um, from there. It, 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 it's fantastic. I mean, then you've got Lex Kirby in there, and she is just a playful delight. She's my your Rosamund Pike. Yes. <laughs> I, I, go on, go on, I, I also forgot about the bit in the bathroom where they're fighting, and um, Henry Cavill's beating up on the guy, and then he, 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 like, he like knocks him down, and um, Tom Cruise just kind of looks with a look of, oh, fuck, get my go again. Yeah. It is great that you've got a movie like this. The week of the uh, Adam Sandler Chris Rock wedding, Literally forgot about thing, that. Which feels like it came out a couple years back, but is yeah. apparently a 2018 film. Just, that's it's just that's just going on my list. It's just nothing. It's it's not even a film. Like yeah, just I. I, I don't know it just it's the laziest fucking thing it's just like let's just make up something on the spot and get paid handsomely for it yeah bobbins that's just got in at number eight on mine nice <laughs> yeah uh, so my number ten is um the nun yeah yeah I thought it was shit 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't great, but it won't. I won't worst ten of the year. It was for me. Um, Ian, what's your number nine? Sherlock gnomes. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, fair enough. I can see it's, why I'm that. This fucking <laughs> Sherlock gnomes. Moving on. Yeah, um, my number nine. Um, bird box. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Just watch the fucking road. Yeah, there is that. It's not. It, it's nowhere near as miserable as it, it makes out to be, and it's caused fucking idiots to fucking crash cars on Instagram and do stupid stuff because <laughs> this is why we can't have bleak, boring things. To be fair, those who do in the bird box challenge should watch the road as well. Do you know what? They, do you know what some of them should do? Watch fucking Bird Box, because I guarantee you they all haven't fucking watched Bird Box. They've just watched 10-second fucking clips on Instagram. God, I hate young people. Um, Ian, what's your number eight? My number eight is Terminal. Um, okay. That was, got was close to a bit in mine. Yeah. So, big, big, I, I didn't put it in there because of Mario Roby's um, performance. It was close to being in mine, but again, I didn't put it in there because of Margot Robbie's performance, and it's very pretty to look at as yeah. a movie. Even though her performance contains a very bad accent. Yeah. But also, uh, Yeah. I just thought it's a bit. Sh- yeah. I just thought it's <laughs> yeah, shit. You know what I mean? It's just it's shit. I don't like the thing is now that I don't go to Fright Fest and I don't review as much like uh, professionally. I don't watch as much stuff that I, I just find aggressively shit. Yeah. So, but Terminal is a it's a fucking shit film. Yes. Um, my number eight is the week of. Because it's still shit. I forgot it existed until Ian said it, and then I remembered it was shit and instantly hated it again. Um, Becky, you're number seven. My number seven is the Cloverfield Paradox. Cool. Mm-hmm. Crap in it. Yeah. Well. Cool. Yeah. 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 What's your number seven, Ian? Yeah, the nun. Is it? Yeah, fair enough. It's fucking. It, it is just. Sh- I mean, I don't know. Like, we've got a lot of time for the fucking Conjuring universe on this yeah. podcast, and yeah. it just it was, it was boring. It was. It was originally my biggest disappointment that until I realised that it was just shit. So I put it in my worst. That would yeah. Have been my mental health problem. Yeah. Um, my number seven is uh, the Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. Yeah. Just shit. Just shit. Just it, it, the, the only good bit in it is Chris O'Dowd shouting at his arm. Yeah, that is good. That's that it. That's good. the only good bit. Yeah. What's your number six, Beck? My number six is Red Sparrow. Oh, fuck you. Is what? Red Sparrow. Oh, really? I, I just really didn't, really didn't like it. Really didn't get on with it. So it was really, it was really intriguing, interesting premise that they just absolutely failed on all counts for me I, I liked Red Sparrow I like Red Sparrow as well yeah oh, oh. oh I, 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 I'm disappointed not disappointed in you I'm disappointed that, that I, I, I I wish you liked it more I, I will completely rewatch it and see if maybe it just caught me on a bad day but just Charlotte Rampling in the most Charlotte Rampling role you can find it was just true it just had nothing to say well, I, I, I'm glad that you say you'll rewatch it because I quite like to rewatch it anyway uh, it's a, uh, Bex, to be fair, Vice didn't have anything to say, and yet you fucking love that. So <laughs> it, it just... well done, though. Red Sparrow is a better film than Vice's. <laughs> I disagree. Um, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't fight like three and a half out of five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, what's your number six? Ian? Give Brad Sparrow a four, so you know. Uh, Charles Wallace. Oh, Is that his fucking bad. name? Yeah. Wrinkle in Time. I'm surprised that's number six on the yeah. Fucking um, no, no one's putting a wrinkle in time on their fucking worst list. But everyone fucking thought that was just like it, it's a fucking shit film. It's yeah. shit. Yeah. It you know, regardless of who made it, it is a shit film. No comment on that point. Um, my number six is Tao. <laughs> My number five's towel, by the way. Is it? What's your number? My number five's towel. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Moving on then. Um, what's your number? My number five, incidentally, is um, Mowgli Lengthened of the Jungle. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's shit. That's it, mean. It's it shit. You're wrong. Well, then why did why, why, why did literally the studio just fucking throw it away at Netflix? Because it feels like it was a movie. Number five. Four. Annihilation. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, it's just crap. <laughs> Annihilation. Annihilation was my worst at number eleven. Was it? Yeah. I, I really, really dislike. You really did dislike Annihilation, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. It's just pointless. It's fucking pointless. Yeah, you, you really don't like it. Yeah. So is Vice. Uh, <laughs> you are. <laughs> so is Vice. Stop using that as a stick to beat me with. Um, <laughs> Ian, what's your number four? The Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> And hey, you know, that... Oh, that if, if you were doing a bottom ten... Yeah, no, I know, it'd be fucking... Ba- it'd be a banger, wouldn't it? Jesus, yes. webs. Uh, um, like, it, it's yeah, just... It's just shit, isn't it? It's fucking awful. It really is bad. And just that ending as well, where it's like the fucking capsule comes down and then the Cloverfield monster pops up. <laughs> it, 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 it's, in it's such a miss. It, it, it's such a good idea doing the Cloverfield movies. It's just so shittily done. Yeah. They're so loosely linked. Well, the first one, even a fucking club, the, the first non Cloverfield Cloverfield movie yeah. wasn't even a fucking Cloverfield movie. It had been made completely as a different movie and they tagged the fucking road sign on the end of it. Well, it's annoying because Cloverfield is actually quite alright. There's a, weirdly. That's, that's so damning with faint praise. Yeah, weirdly. <laughs> there is a, um, there is a van that does the rounds in York. You've seen it before, haven't you? Um, with the that gets rid of Japanese knotweed uh, from yeah. people's houses. Yeah. It's a company that gets rid of Japanese knotweed. Um, and it, it, it has a big picture of the poster of uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane on the side of it. And it says, um, 10 Cloverfield Lane has Japanese knotweed, and look what happened. And then, <laughs> and then the rest of it is to call this company to get rid of the Japanese knotweed. And it, it's not a shonkily signed written band. It's like really professionally well done. It's so odd. Nice. Um, so, yeah, is it my number? Oh, no. I have a phone turned off briefly. A uh, wrinkle in time. It's just shit. I, I wish time would wrinkle so I'd not watched it. Nice. I didn't hate it. You're wrong. It's shit. It's shit. And I don't care how fucking cool the director is and how great she's on Twitter. She hasn't made a great movie yet. I don't think it's possible to do that. It's a fine kid's film for me. It's shit. What's your number three? Hereditary. 
Wow, really? Yeah. Fair enough. Did you? Wow, I, I thought you liked it more than I did. Nah, no, it's All right, fair enough. Ian, number three. Uh, Escape like Plan Resident. 2. Which one's right? Escape Plan 2, Hades. Oh, oh. oh that hurts. I haven't, I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's on Netflix. I know it is, I only watched it the other day. But I thought, this might be my top ten, so I better not. <laughs> it pairs fairly well with an IPA. <laughs> my number three. What? Why do you keep making a face? My number three is Mandy. Oh, I just fuck up. It's shit. It's just shit. It's not shit. It's shit. You're wrong. I'm not. It's shit. It's it, it, it's out there subversive cinema, genre cinema for people who don't normally watch out there subversive. It's a, it's a selection of memes that people think are a great movie, and it's not. I was Well, is it in your top ten? It's in my worst ten, so... A selection, a selection of memes that people think is a great movie. That's a fucking hell of a fucking state. I, I, I love it. Bex, what's your number two? Am I going to get angry? No, you're not. Is he going to get angry? Other people might, though. What? It's Roma. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. I'm surprised that he's got number one. No. Oh, I, I think I know what your number one might be. <laughs> Roma, what a waste of time. Yeah. What a waste of my life that movie was. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Ian, what's your number two? My number two is Gotti. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I've, I've, I've talked enough about Gotti. A movie, a, movie a movie that's so bad we rented it and then let our rent, rental lapse. Yeah, has it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll nice. be on the streaming service very soon. <laughs> uh, my number two is Unfriended Dark Web, which I know you're both going to tell me about, but I What the fuck, Mark? <laughs> See? And you're going to tell me off. You're just weird, you, aren't you? <laughs> What's your number one, Bex? As if we don't know. Bohemian Cunting Rhapsody. What a Oh, shit, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. The more I think about it, like, honestly, it's been, it's been, to use the word again, percolating in my mind since we watched it, and the more I think about it, the more fucking angry I get. I have to distract myself if I start thinking about it by singing Baby Shark in my head, just to distract myself so my brain's got something else to do other than think about the fucking pile of shite that Bohemian Rhapsody actually Baby is. Baby Shark. Yeah. Baby shark, do, 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 baby shark, do, 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 baby shark, do, 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 baby shark, mommy 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 shark, Grandma shark, do 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 Grandma shark, do 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 Grandma shark, do 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 Grandma shark. Run away, do 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 Run away, do 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 Run away, do 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 Run away. That's the end, do 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 That's the end, do 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 That's the end, do 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 That's the end. That was amazing, Ian. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's it's what is commonly known as an earworm. It's a song, a kids' song. I I I never heard of that. It's number thirty-five on the Billboard charts, I think. 
Uh, cool. Um, right. Um, the Bohemian Rhapsody. Shit. Uh, Ian, what's your number one worst film of the year? Uh, my number one worst film of the year is American Fright Fest, um, a film that played at Fright Fest, Fest. which <laughs> literally played at Fright Fest because it's called American <laughs> Fright Fest. Um, it, I don't know. It's just a film that fucking shows that Fright Fest is a festival that literally will just play whatever the fuck they can tie something to. Like, I don't... I think... I don't think they're arbiters of any kind of quality whatsoever. Like, it it just... It's... I, 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 I... I, I'm, I'm sure the people behind Fright Fest have, have all the love for the genre in the world. I'm sure they do. And I know they do. But having to program a festival that has that many screens now and so requires that many films, it just, it's, the quality control does just go lacking and you do just get fucking shite like this and I mean like I, I mean to be fair it's not as bad as my worst film of last uh, the last year uh, Voodoo which literally looked like it was filmed on a fucking camcorder 20 years ago was, I mean, was that a Fright Fest movie as well it might I don't know I actually I, I, don't I think I think that I think a theme of your worst movies often is the films, shitty films that played at Fright Fest. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, but I mean, like that film had a fucking like Ron Jeremy had a speaking role in that fucking Cossy, thing for Christ's yeah. sake. So, but yeah, I mean, it just it's awful, and I just don't know who goes to see that and has a good time. I, I it, 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 people I, who are having a good time at Fright Fest. Because they think they they think it's it's part the part and parcel of it is watching shit films. Yeah, I, I mean, I just I I don't know. I, I I question my time at that festival, and yeah, I don't know. It was just it was shite. It was really bad. Uh, but I I quite enjoyed my time singing Baby Shark, so that's cheered me up. <laughs> cool. Um... My number one worst movie of the year is also Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, finally. Um, Good for you. Good for you. It's, uh, it's, it's a... Fucking shite. It's oh, a movie. Oh, shit. Did I sing the Safe at Last verse? No, you didn't. You missed it out. Safe at last. Do, 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 do. Safe at last. Do, 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 do. Safe at last. Do, 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 do. Safe at last. There we go. Yeah. I just don't know what this is. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, it, it's it's a movie that promised us like the fucking like this really meaty fucking like, biopic of a really interesting character in in music history. Um, and then when you get there, you actually find out that it's actually it's not this fucking meaty ribeye steak of a movie that you wanted. It's actually this burger. Juicy burger no, of, a, of a movie. Um, that, that, that Actually, because it's not giving you all of 
that, um, uh, you know, the, the meat on the bone and all that lot. But what it actually is, is it is a fucking cheese and ham toasty of a movie. It is very cheesy. There's an awful lot of ham in it. And there is no meat on no bone at all. There's very little bone. There's very little bone. It's shit. And what has been made worse is people think that it's great because they don't realise that actually it's complete crap. Yeah, well, it's not even true. Well, um, and they've been convinced that Louis Malik is fantastic as, uh, uh, because it's a transformative performance. Is it? it? It's him in a fucking wig, a set of prosthetic teeth and doing a voice that might kind of sound a little bit like him. We don't know. We'll assume it does, though, because it doesn't sound like Rami Malek, so it must sound like him. Oh, do you know what? All you have to do is watch some video interviews. People are very lazy. Yeah. So, yes, that was it. Um, Knowles, worst movie of the year. Uh, in number 10 was The Predator. Uh, number 9 was The Predator. The 8 was The Predator. The 7 was... It was the Predator. Wow. Number six was the Predator. Number five was the Predator. Number four. Incredibles 2. <laughs> number three. Predator. Predator. Number two. Predator. And number one. Predator. You're correct. It was the Predator. Yes. Uh, he did specify that it was all of those. Yeah. For me. Um, there. So, yeah. He really hated that movie. He, 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 well, he, he, he seemed to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so Knowles also knows number one um, was a star is born. Oh, fucking was. Yes, it was. Um, and I'm going to say it's because he's a very smart man. Did he give you a reason for why it was? Uh, he he said he just shouted uh, by the wayside at me for three hours. Okay. Uh, yeah, we cried a lot. What's your number one, Rebecca? Uh, so before I do my number one... Oh, you're going to do another honorable mentions, don't you? Yeah, there's a couple that would have that would have troubled my top ten had I not... Well, what, one would, one wouldn't, would be worth mention, and then the other one's just awesome. So Mandy is one of them. I fucking loved Mandy, and you are wrong. I, I actually thought it could be in your top ten. I, I fucking loved it. I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. I couldn't justify putting it in my top ten, but I loved it, and I will make you rewatch it. I will. Um, the other one that would have come my top ten is Brady and Special Ones. I couldn't couldn't bring myself to put it in there because it's a documentary rather than a film. A documentary film? Uh, yeah, but it still just felt wrong. And then the other honourable mention, I think, for the sheer scale and ambition of the project is Black Mirror Bandersnatch. I had so much fun with that. And it's not a film. Stop switching. I had so much fun with that and I think it's I don't think you can quite count it as a film. I don't think you can quite count it as a game, but it is a great experience. It, it, it is just content. It's great. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Ian, what one more mentions do you have? Uh, so I have um, Infinity War, uh, Happy New Year, Colin Burstead, uh, Quiet Place, Black Panther. Uh, Teen Titans go to the movies even though it's in my surprises and uh, the uh, Peter Jackson documentary They Shall Not Grow Old uh, yeah my honourable mentions uh, were Ian's mentioned there Infinity War 
I really like, but just didn't creep my top ten. Um, can't remember any other ones. I've got loads written down. Um, what else nearly made it in there? I do have a lot of lists on here. Um, nah, that's pretty much it. The rest of the things can go fuck as well. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Calibra. Calibra. Oh, that's a good show. Calibra. Uh, Calibra, I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Becky. What is your number one? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun. <laughs> it will come to no surprise to anybody. <laughs> It's Mission Impossible Fallout. I, I have not had any more fun with a movie this year and that it, it I I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Could watch that trailer on repeat all the time. Still I've seen the film, still quite happily sit and watch that trailer. That deserves an honourable mention. That trailer is magnificent. But the film itself is just it is just excellent and it's the fact that you you, you look at it, if you rewatch the entire franchise, they go from being this not not dumb action movies. They were never dumb action movies, but they were just above dumb action movies. They were your standard villain of the day action movies. And then they've gradually they've found this kind of groove and it's been working towards Fallout for the last few movies. And the the character setup they've got in there at the moment is great. You know, they've it, it's been consistently the same people. It's a team. You care about them. You're invested in their fucking journey. It is it's just fucking awesome. They're like the smart version of the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> and I really like yeah, Fast that's and Furious movies. Like that. uh, but th- that's what they are to me. They've attained that level of you now know the team is settled. You now know that this is it's going to be fucking good. Their family. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it's and I do maintain what I said the other week about it. I don't understand how. I understand why, but I don't really think it's fair that this movie is just never considered for awards because it's a blockbuster. But we should take it. Doesn't make sense. It, it, it. This is one of the best movies of the year. You will Larry. There's so many great bits in it as well. Like when you when you watch it through and you're like, oh shit, I forgot that happened. You know, it, it, it is it's a gift that keeps on giving. Ian, what is your number one? My number one, as I try and work out our overall list, is uh, Black Klansman. Um, Spike Lee's best film in, well, frankly, since do the right thing for me. Yeah, as I said, 27 years? Yeah, yeah, something like that. eh? Um, It's... Sledgehammer for a walnut, but also is remarkably entertaining. It's laugh out loud funny. Um, I I think every single member of the cast is incredible. As I said when we reviewed it, the fact that Laura Palmer plays both Patrice in this and the love interest in Spider-Man Homecoming. Not Laura Palmer. That sounds wrong. It's sorely not Laura Palmer. It's not Keith. It's Keith Palmer, isn't it? No, Laura Harrier. Laura Harrier. Laura Harrier. 
Because, of course, it's not Laura Palmer. Sorry. Laura <laughs> Harrier. Um, but, yeah, it, uh, like the fact that she plays both those roles, that's really quite something that, you know, like the space of a couple of years apart. It, that, 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 yeah. Um, John David Washington is incredible in this fucking film, and so is Adam Driver. And I, I think they're both getting nominations next week, and I'm very happy for both of them, assuming they do. Um, I want Terence Blanchard to win Best Original Score. That score is a fucking banger. Yeah, me actually, yeah. Um, so good. Um, and the way that it tells this story and it is just so relevant now. Yeah. You know, it's it just... And people. some people have been critical of the, the end of the film with the, the, like, the footage of Charlottesville and whatnot. And it's just like, no, they... That, that that's the whole point of it. It, it you know they do have the make America great again America first and you, you know they, they do have these things through the film but at the same time they feel like legit conversations at that time and it shows how things have changed but also the fucking that like the bear getting to the root of it of these things haven't changed for the last forty years, um, and I, I I don't know I I I found it an incredibly striking film, um, one that has stayed with me, but at the same time, as I've said as I've said fairly often on 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 this show, I don't think it's eating your vegetables. I, I, I think it is vegetables, but it's with enough steak as well um, that it it does that thing that I think good cinema does where it, it tells a story in a way that engages the, 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 the more primal, just kind of am I being entertained by this aspect of your brain? But does also it, it does make you think? Yeah, uh, it, it, it is. It, it, it's that, like you say, it, it's it's eat your vegetables, but it, 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 it's such a nice dish that you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, so um, yeah, you, you you watch it going, this fucking vegetarianism is fucking great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, but Black Clansman, it's it's. It's my film of the year, right? I, yeah, I, I, I'm very, very, very taken with Black Klansman. It lost nothing on rewatch. That's good because I've not rewatched it yet. And I, I, I was, I was worried it might. I was actually worried that uh, it might have been one that dropped out of your top ten. Really? Oh god! No, no. It, oh, yeah. nah, Lord no, Lord no. It was uh, a quieter place dropped out. Ah. Right. I just found one, isn't it? Now? Yeah. 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 Uh, Pretty obvious. This one is a I've I've not been um, as visually impressed by something um, in terms of it from the opening. Made me go, okay, uh, that, yeah, I'm very interested in this. And then the the title card being what it was, I thought was was just a beautiful shot. Um, it's it's one of those very rare movies for me that. If you were to stop and take a snapshot, 
of any scene in it, at any point in the movie. Mm. I think it, it would be a, a beautiful image. And that is, that is what we kind of, what um, what drives us to be fucking doing, chatting about movies at, at 5 to 11 on a fucking Thursday night, <laughs> after we've all been at work, you know. It's what, that, that that's it. It, it. it's those little fucking moments that make you go, this is what it is. It, it, it's that. Um, it helps the songs are fantastic. Um, it helps the the story is is great. Um, Bradley Cooper, I think, is fantastic both as a director, as a as a writer, and as the star in it as well. Um, it, it can be looked at so many different angles uh, from it. Um, I, I always go back to this. I've said it a few times in the podcast, but I'm going to say it again because fuck it. Uh, it, it. It has the balls to exist as a movie within itself. It's not trying to... It's not worried about um, about pissing people off. It's not the movie saying at any point, can we say this now? Um, so it deals with its characters are true to themselves. So... When Sam Elliott is talking about um, Bradley Cooper's character, about Jackson Maine taking his own life, he doesn't use alcoholism as a an illness that he couldn't overcome. He basically blames him for it and says it's his fucking fault. And it's it's a very brave thing to do in a movie nowadays in 2018 to take that and. The movie is having that stance, but the character within the movie is allowed to have that stance, and you can't tell it off for that. And it's it it, it both has brought me joy and a tremendous amount of sadness to the fact that I still can't listen to parts of the soundtrack without bursting into fucking tears whilst driving along uh, home from work at night. And it'll still be a while before I can do that. Um, it is. A wonderful, wonderful movie, and I cannot wait to see it again. And that, I'm, I'm, I've got it. Okay, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I feel like I will talk about Starry Born again at some point quite soon, so I'm going to stop myself talking now because people have listened to us for a long time and are going, <laughs> shut up about that film, Mark. So, the Bastards Top 10. If anyone has been keeping count, please feel free to dispute this. At number 10, the only joint points of the whole thing, with five points, swayed the insatiable ones. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's in the top 10. (laughs) After the screaming stops, and Happy New Year, Colin Burstead. Yeah. Um... Even though, no, hang on. Fuck, I think I got that wrong. What did Noel place after the screening stops and Happy New Year at? Uh, give me two seconds. Uh, after the screening stops, number five. Yeah. Happy New Year, Colin Burstyn was number four. Well. Well, well, well. Suede and after the... Screaming stops, gets bumped off. You know, when earlier on I was a little bit like, what the fuck was going on with Noel's list? Yeah. I think I just found it. Happy New Year, Colin Burstead. 
Yeah. Yeah. Number four. Yeah. Okay. Number ten is Happy New Year, Colin Burstead <laughs> at six points. Yeah. Number nine is Apostle with seven points. Number eight is Old Man in the Gun with ten points. Infinity War is number seven with eleven points. First Reformed is number six with twelve points. Lucky is number five with 14 points. Probably would have been higher if someone else told me that they'd fucking seen it. (laughs) Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is number four with 20 points. Black Klansman is number three with 27 points. Mission Impossible Fallout is number two with 29 points. And A Star Is Born is number one with 35 points. What? I'm happy with that list. Try and give A Star Is Born a hug. I do. You're so angry that's not Fallout right now, are you? I am a little You're more angry about it not being Fallout than I would have been if it wasn't Star Is Born. Star Is Born is I think the problem is that we all placed... Where did you place A Star Is Born, Becky? Uh, four. That's the thing. We all placed A Star Is Born very high. Noel's right, well, fucked you over I there. I want to change my number four. <laughs> you fucking can't change your number four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bad times at the LRL. That can go I'm surprised that wasn't in your ten, actually. Or in your other mentions. It was, it was close. Thing is, even if you took, even if your A Star Is Born was completely out, it would still be number four. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but Fallout would be number one. No, it wouldn't, because I just fucking take it on my list. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I'm not, I'm not petty like you. I'm not Tom Petty. <laughs> I'm really fucking annoyed that I haven't seen one of the films in our top ten. Yeah, I, 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 I feel very responsible for that. Um, You've all you every fucking hell. Right, okay. At least Noel hasn't seen a few of those. Hopefully. Um, so Ian, you put out a uh, message saying it's our review of the year show recorded tonight. We want your list, your questions, whatever the goodly fuck uh, you want thoughts about. Go, you bastards! Uh, and people did respond. Uh, so Rick Kid at Rick J Kid for lists. My top three was number one, Widows. Number two, Black Klansman. And number three, First Reformed. Worst film, Future World. Biggest surprise, Tully. And biggest disappointment, Mute. Uh-huh. Uh, Craig, uh, at Craig Doss, at Craig X Dawson, sorry. Uh, top three uh, was um, Last Flag Flying. Number two was Leave No Trace. Ian has never been so wrong on a film. And number <laughs> three, he says that, by the way, I'm not just saying that. No, 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 he does, um, yeah. Number three, I, Tonya. If you view I, Tonya as a 2017 film, then Tigers are not afraid, which I saw at Grimfest this year. Um, yeah. Um, at Rich J. Kid, um, 2019 film you're most looking forward to. We're going to do a list of that for next week's show, aren't yep. we? Are we going yep. to Yeah, we'll do that Excellent. on the next show. Um, and then Rick, uh, at Rich J. Kid, uh, Cool, we'll look forward to it. Uh, the year-end show is always packed, and this year you've got three lists to the two, so it'll be busy enough. Substitute question, uh, what do you think was the development in the film world in 2018 which would have the biggest impact going forward? I think, for me, it's got to be Netflix getting more and more flagship movies. But 
they, 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 they did up the game this year yeah. by a, a, a long way. So, and the fact that what it is, is two of my top ten are Netflix movies. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal, isn't it? Yep. There's a lot of mistakes. Yeah, well, good. As evidence by our worst top well, I think, it was, I think it was like I think last year. I think it was like five of my top ten of my worst ten were Netflix movies. Ian, what, what do you think on this one? Yeah, I think I, I think the rise of streaming is is a massive factor. To be fair, um, just the fact that Netflix and Amazon are by are financing so many things. They are the places that a lot of prestige people are going to at the moment. And I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens once the finance bubble bursts. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, there was a, a thing that came out in the Hollywood reporter today about the, the trouble that Paramount's facing due to kind of like bad bets and whatnot. And it, it, it does kind of feel like the system's getting changed. And it's like, all it takes is for Disney to buy Netflix and it's game over. The thing is, these things—they're cyclical. They—they happen every. You have a change every sort of seven or eight years. You know, the the way that um, the film is is consumed and viewed and everything like that is almost like the cycle of, like every seven years, it just flips a little bit. Um, Yeah, yeah. Mine would be. I think a, a rise this year again of of cinema aimed at, at adults. Mm-hmm. You know, there's often a lot of films that come out that are aimed at kind of like the above thirty to fifty age bracket that that aren't comic movies because a lot of comic movies are aimed at that that bracket. Mm-hmm. But often a lot they they fall on their ass. Whereas this year, I feel like had some hits with it, um, and that was that was pretty cool. That I think it's been a bit of a a return of the director of the this year. Mm. I think it's become a little bit more of a director's become stars again, mm. and that that that's pretty cool. That happens like every ten fifteen years, directors become stars, and um, I like that. What what are you what are you screaming first? But what, what's the next what's the next question? You read that next question then, Bex. Um, hang on. Is, oh. it, is, it, is it that one there? I've gone off it. Um, yeah, John Dangerfield at Dangerfield J. Uh, best film of 2018 that you never ever want to see again. Best film of 2018 I never want to see again. Is it what we consider a best film of 2018 or what the world considers? Because for me, it would be Roma if it's what the world considers as the best film. I think it's. Like our best film that we we like, yeah. but we never watched. My again. first performed. I don't. I don't need to see first performed again, but I really did like it. But I don't need to see it again. No, I actually will watch that again at some point. Yeah, you probably will. A Quiet Place, probably for me. I really liked a Quiet Place, but I don't need to see it again. I don't know. There's nothing that's coming to me that's like particularly that I really, really loved, but I never want to see again. Um. It's a hard one because I get what they're saying. Like, just an impressive film that just. I mean, because I would. Because to be honest, I would say Roma, I think, because I really like Roma, but I never need to see the stillbirth sequence ever again as long as I fucking live. No. And I. That that was an incredibly. Hey, okay? 
I'll, I'll, I'll feed to me. Yeah, I'll feed him. Yeah, go. Love you. Plenty of food that I enjoy. Okay, love you. Um, yeah, no, it, it just, sorry, uh, Donna, Donna just came in. Sorry, apologies. Um, no, I just like the, the stillbirth sequence. It's just like that was fucking cheap and you didn't need to do that and you were just doing that to be a bit wanky in our faces uh, and I don't need to see that and I don't need to see your film again. No. See, Calibre, I really liked, but I'd never watch that again. That's a good... That's fucking great. That's actually a really good shout, actually, yeah. I think, you've, I think, I think you've got it there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I really like that, but I, I will never watch it again, but I really liked it. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think you've won on that one. Okay. Uh, I think that was all our questions, wasn't it? It is. Uh, yeah, so um, that's our 2018 um, year in review show. Um, to summarise, um, A Star is Born is the day. best movie of the year, um, as voted for by the uh, film bastard. Um, and Mr. Boss was very good. Um, so, yeah, uh, what, we, what are we covering next week, Ian? So we've got Glass. Glass? Yeah, Glass. Glass? <laughs> fuck off. Who am I? watching Glass. Oh, fuck off. It's... With a bonus review from Mark on Split, which we watched the other day. We did. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm part way through Split at the moment. Have you Gla- seen it before, though? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just how I say glass, by the way. She was taking the piss out of me as well. No, I was taking the piss out of Mark. Mark said glass. Mark normally just says glass. Well, you say glass. Glass. Yeah, it just doesn't sit right with me. Um, but also, Paul Dyer's patron review. Oh, yes, we do, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Eight and a half. And I'm also going to watch... I think we're also going to watch nine. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on watching nine as well. Um, so, yeah, good. Oh, yeah, you're leading. Yeah, good good, uh, so, yeah, so uh, thank you always for listening. Uh, we always, I, I always love doing this, this end-of-year review show. It's always a lot of fun. Um, 2018, as always, is a, it was another great year for cinema. Every year is a great year for cinema. There's always great films. If you don't think there's great enough great films out in a year, then you need to start watching more films that year. Um so thank you much for listening, guys. Thank you much. Thank you much, Ian. I really, I need to cleanse my kidneys. And he needs to cleanse his kidneys. So we shall speak to you next week uh, at Film Bastards, at Bexy Foz, at Ian Loring, at Dude Foz, um, Patreon slash Film Bastards. Patreon.com forward slash Film Bastards. $2 a month. $2 a month. Um, Ian's first showing it uh, about the, uh, what is it, was fantastic, and I do love hearing it get really fucking geeky about um, all these 4K units and etc. and things like that. I genuinely do. Uh, and I'll probably change my, my mind next week and do a digital show. Who knows yeah, what the fuck's going to go on. Whatever it is, I, 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 I would enjoy listening to it, so I'm sure you guys will as well. Thanks very much, and we should speak to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. wish I could. I could have said goodbye I would have said what I wanted to Maybe even cried for you If I knew It would be the last time I would have broke my heart in two Trying to say part of you Don't want to feel another touch Don't want to start another fire Don't want to know another kill 
when we first met I never thought that I would fall I never thought that I'd find myself Lying in your arms mm -hmm. And I want to pretend that it's not true Oh baby that you're gone Cause my world keeps turning and turning and turning Love again. Mm -hmm. 